BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, the headlines. Stoke Mandeville Chief Executive denied Savile had free access. Armed Forces mural in Stevenage may have to come down. The norovirus outbreak at Bedford Hospital. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that the official in overall charge of Stoke Mandeville Hospital responded to allegations of Jimmy Savile's abuse there by telling an MP in 2012 that the celebrity did not have free access to clinical areas. BBC News has obtained an email written by Anne Eden in which she makes the assurance the former social services secretary, Lord Jenkins, gave Savile a fundraising role at the hospital. I have been absolutely appalled to read just how far he had gained access where he felt he owned the spinal injury centre. Of course, I accept my share of the responsibility and I deeply regret what we now know Jimmy Savile got up to while he was in this hospital. A mural supporting the armed forces on a fence in Stevenage may have to be removed. The Borough Council says Elaine Worsley should have got permission before painting the mural on her fence in York Road. More from Matt Lockwood. Elaine came up with the idea for the mural after painting her fence black and not liking the end result. As a carer, she's looked after many former veterans and they all have a poppy on the fence out of respect for their sacrifice. But someone has complained about it and the council says Elaine now needs permission to keep the mural Elaine is determined to fight this and her campaign has been supported by the Armed Forces Veterans and Families Information Centre in Stevenage. A school in Luton says it's very concerning and worrying to learn that some of its pupils appear to have taken legal highs. Six children from Leland's High School were taken to hospital yesterday morning after becoming unwell. Relatives of people whose murders were shown in Islamic State videos, presided over by a British man known as Jihadi John, have said they hope his identification will make it easier to bring him to justice. The militant has been named as Mohammed Mwazi, a former student from West London. Ed Miliband is to confirm a future Labour government would cut the maximum university tuition fees by a third. The policy is likely to be funded by reducing tax relief on high earners' pensions. People with relatives in Bedford Hospital are being urged to stay away if possible because of a norovirus outbreak. Harper and Whitbread wards, along with the coronary care unit, have stopped taking new patients. Nina Fraser, the hospital's director of nursing, says they need the public's help. Anybody who's experienced symptoms of diarrhoea or vomiting within the last 48 hours, we're asked them to stay away from the hospital unless of course it's an emergency and instead to call their GP for advice and that's really important because we want to contain it um, and get rid of it as soon as possible. In sport ahead of tomorrow's championship trip to Leeds Watford have signed former Juventus and Roma defender Marco Motta. The fullback has played once for the Italian national side and Liverpool and Tottenham are both out of the Europa League but Everton are through to the last 16. The weather a cold and frosty start followed by sunny spells all day. A maximum temperature Temperature 8 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, thank you Simon. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's flipping Friday and it's flipping cold. Coming up, campaigners question Savile report. Creativity leads to complaints in Stevenage. And J-Dog stalks Big Cat in Bedfordshire. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
morning, uh, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a report into uh, Jimmy Savile has found he was an opportunistic predator at Stoke Mandeville Hospital in Buckinghamshire, where he raped and sexually abused 63 children and adults. The victims were patients, staff, visitors, volunteers and charity fundraisers. The youngest was eight, the oldest was 40. Almost half were under 16 and 10 were under the age of 12. Well, let's speak to uh, Tom Perry, who we spoke to yesterday from Mandate Now, which is calling for mandatory reporting of suspected and known child abuse in regulated settings. I.e., if you think it's going on, you've got to tell someone. Morning, Tom. Uh, good morning, Ian. Tom, listen, before we, we get into this, I want you to have a quick listen to this. This is Hattie Llewellyn Davis, chair of the uh, Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust, who says safeguarding measures at Stoke Mandeville are appropriate. Today, Stoke Mandeville is a very different place. The investigation says that now the Trust has a safeguarding team of experienced and qualified staff members who are fully aware of the importance of safeguarding. And, it's, and it has not found any safeguarding related situation where either children or vulnerable adults have been at risk. The report states that the Trust has a comprehensive set of evidence-based fit-for-purpose policies and procedures and it concludes that at the present time safeguarding processes are appropriate and the safety of both children and vulnerable adults is not thought to be at risk. Tom, it's a very different place and the safeguarding of children is uh, at its highest priority. Isn't that what you predicted they might say yesterday? Spot on. Yeah, isn't it just? Well, almost word for word. Yep. I, I think, you know, I mean, I, I was up late writing that script. You did very, very well to sneak it in. Uh, it, it. And that concerns you, doesn't it, that that's what is being said? Well, you see, I mean, it's... Look, I, I, in a way, I sort of um, uh, feel for uh, Hattie Llewellyn Davis because she's uh, new to the role, OK? She's new to this post. Um, but what I despair about this is, is that this is a paper exercise, OK? Now, if we just take... You know, just to get nitty-gritty for a minute, if we take training alone... Do you know that if you're going to train anybody in safeguarding, um, there is no accreditation program for any of the trainers? So therefore, you know, you could be a pie maker yesterday and a safeguarding trainer today. There is no accreditation scheme. So what does it mean? So all this is sort of trolled out, you know, and this is the usual defensive line. Oh, it's a very different place now. Well, it fundamentally isn't. And the reason it isn't is because when Savile was operating at his height of abuse, there was no requirement to report abuse. All you had was a professional expectation that people would do the right thing. Today, it's exactly the same. So there is no change. All we have is, is paper, a few paper policies, and as you know, we, we dismantled that paper policy and we uploaded, up, we uploaded it to our website. It is not fit for purpose. It's fit for nothing. The Lampard report also uh, uh, said that everybody that works in hospitals and works with children should have a, a, a DBS check. Well, all a DBS check proves is that uh, they haven't been caught. You know, you could, you could get up to all manner. Savile would have had a clean CRB or DBS check, wouldn't he? Yes, well, that's what happens. This is all a bit of a mirror exercise. Look, I'm all for the DBS system. I have to say it was in, uh, astoundingly weakened um, in 2012 with the Protection of Freedoms Act. Um, in fact, referrals on a DBS basis, because the threshold for referrals has been so dramatically lowered, um, the number of referrals that go to the DBS um, has dropped by 60%. And yes, DBS checks 
only will tell you about those people who've been caught. They don't tell you about those people who haven't been. And this is why, again, it sort of sidesteps the issue. Everybody is sidestepping the issue. Um, in fact, Mr. Hunt sidestepped the issue yesterday. Um, in the House yesterday, Mr. Hunt said that, um, uh, you know, child protection was really down to common sense. I mean, this really is detached from any planet that I belong to. The Lampard report also, um, uh, Kate Lampard said she considered mandatory reporting and then rejected the idea. That must be very disappointing to you. Well, not really, um, because uh, asked outside afterwards about uh, the um, uh, about mandatory reporting. I mean, it's not really hers to give, to be candid with you. What I would have liked to have seen, actually, was that um, it, within her within her report, as has already happened with Her Majesty's Inspector of Constabulary, as has already happened with SEOPS, that um, uh, a recommendation that mandatory reporting should be looked at. That's what I would have liked to have seen. Outside the, um, uh, the conference centre yesterday, uh, she was asked about uh, mandatory reporting, and she went everywhere, round in circles everywhere, and found it very difficult to answer the question. I, th I think this is a great shame, because here we have a thumping great um, institution in the NHS, one of the biggest employers in the country, um, huge, with children going in and out every day, and vulnerable adults going in and out every day. And here she is, she says, I, I feel that I can't really comment on this. Well, uh, again, I, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling with this, because this is a report about child abuse. And this is like, a bit like a baker not commenting on the yeast supplier. I mean, what's going on? You have such a wonderful turn of phrase, Tom. I love talking to you. Not the subject matter, obviously, but you, do, you express things so, so colourfully. How are you left feeling after yesterday? Because I was in the car for a lot of yesterday and heard lots of it on, on Five Live and on Three Counties and on Radio 4. And I just wondered how, how you... As you got into bed last night, Tom, how did you feel? Well, <clears throat> this is going to sound very odd. Stick with me, please. I'm going okay? to. Don't press the button no. off. Um, Actually, you know, my first thoughts were with those people who'd been through this harrowing process. I've been there. I know what it's like, okay? So this is the, this is the survivors of, of this man's abuse, okay? Mm. I've been there. I, I get a lot of it, okay? Um, and I, I, my first thoughts were with them. But then afterwards, um, you know, I sort of, the head hit the pillow, and I thought, well, you know, all in all, for what we're attempting to do, you know, I was standing at a very lonely bus stop in 2006. I've even been spat at by a social worker for suggesting that there was no law to report abuse. I mean, I've had the phone put down on me. It's, it's not been fun. And it was a very lonely bus stop. Well, yesterday in the House of Commons, questions everywhere about mandatory reporting. In the Queen Elizabeth Centre, where the press conference was, um, you know, all the journalists, mandatory reporting was virtually every other question. And I have to tell you, uh, I then listened to an interview with um, a solicitor from Slater Gordon who said, what do the, what do the, what does the survivors want out of this? They want accountability. Well, watch the papers at the weekend because I'm working on something about that. They want accountability and they want mandatory reporting. And I have to say, on that note, my eyes shut and I was embraced by in the arms of Morpheus. And I thought, good job. We're on the way. Tom, really good to talk to you. Thanks very much for your time. My pleasure. Speak to you again soon. Tom Perry from Mandate Now.
And boy, oh boy, doesn't he have the best way of... Like, what, a, what a great turn of phrase that man uses. And it's, it's a shame that he's um, having to put it to talk about something like this. Thank you, Tom. 08459 455 555. He's good, he is, isn't he? I he's like got, Tom. I went to say thank you. He'd already gone. I like Tom. I think he's, he's passionate, he's knowledgeable, and he, 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 he explains that he's got a wonderful turn of phrase. What was interesting is Kath and I were um, in the car listening to Roberta yesterday, and he was talking about Savile. And there were uh, still a surprising number of people phoning up with the old oh well it happened 50 years ago can't we get over it so he would have got off with a slapped wrist if he'd been caught in the 70s really weird kind of oh it was it happened he's dead let's let's forget it let's get over it let's stop talking about it i'm bored of it now as if the victims will feel like that well yeah exactly these investigations they're not well i would say they're not for me do you know what in, in a certain way they are for me because i've got two boys so they are for me they're to protect my kids but they're also to give some form of explanation to the was it 63 people at stoke mandeville um that he abused so I, all the, I don't think anybody has the right to say, oh, what a waste of money. Oh, I'm bored of this. I wish they'd shut up now. And when are we going to stop calling them historic sex offences? Yes. Uh, maybe maybe you uh, agree with some of the callers to Roberta last night and you think that it is a waste of money and it did happen a long time ago and yaboo, boring. Uh, if you do, 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the motorways on the M1 southbound has been an accident between Junction 18 for Rugby and 17 for the M45 in the roadwork section, which is starting to cause some queues. On the M25, no reports of any delays at the moment, but in Neasden, on the North Circular Road, there are queues building up between the Staples Corner flyover where it meets the M1 and Wembley. In Hartford, on Cross Lane, there's roadworks at North Road, which could slow things down, but it's looking fine at the moment. And in High Wycombe, on the A40 Oxford Road, there's roadworks going on in both directions, which means there's a closed at Oxford Street and that could cause some delays later on but that's looking fine at the moment as well. No delays reported on the trains at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you Sammy. 6.16, it's Friday the 27th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that an MP was told in 2012 that Jimmy Savile did not have free access to clinical areas at Stoke Mandeville. A school in Luton says it's very concerning to learn that some of its pupils appear to have taken legal highs and a mural supporting the armed forces on a fence in Stevenage may have to be removed. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tomorrow, there's a League Two derby in three-county sports. It's a goal for Wickham. 1-0. Two minutes on the clock. Wickham chasing automatic promotion and Stevenage trying to get into the playoffs. Ben Kennedy! What a goal from the youngster! Also, Watford away to Leeds. Always a tough place to go to, Ellen Road. I'm getting sent to Coventry with MK Dons. And Luton at home to Accrington Stanley. They need to get right back on it. And Stockley tucks the loose ball in. Jaden Stockley with the goal. Oh, my word! What a goal! Three County Sport, tomorrow from two, here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a Stevenage woman has been told that she may have to remove a mural she's painted on her fence in tribute to the armed forces. Elaine Worsley says she'll fight to keep it, even though someone's complained and the council say it may have to go. Well, Catherine Boyle has uh, been looking into this. We're both in the studio and we're looking at a picture of the mural. Um, do I dare I suggest we put it on Facebook? Is that Would that be appropriate? Yeah, definitely. I think we should perhaps put this on Facebook and get people's um, opinions to it. I'll send you the email, uh, uh, Kelly. What's the background to this? Well, last summer, Elaine decided to paint her fence. It was looking a little bit drab, but she wasn't happy with the end result. So she came up with the idea of this mural to the armed forces, uh, having cared for veterans herself and also had members of her own family killed in action during the First World War. Now, initially, it was going to be a Banksy-style painting, and when you look at that picture, I, I think that what's what's meant there is that sort of stencil thing in the corner yep. of the uh, soldier looking at the um, grave with the poppies around it. Yep. I think that's yep. where it began. Now, she did that, her neighbours gave her the thumbs up, it got bigger, and it's going across quite... It's going across all the panels of her fence now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, there I'd are one, two, three... three parking spaces. Yeah, well, I would say, yeah, three or four parking spaces. There are four panels. Um, uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... About 15 uh, giant poppies. We will remember them as a picture of a lady holding a poppy and um, a stencil of a, a soldier looking at a cross. So, yeah, so there we have it. Uh, uh, and we've seen this picture. It does stand out. It does stand... It does... It, 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 you, you notice it. Elaine says you have to know what you're looking for. Uh, looking at the picture, no, I think it's it's glaringly obvious. Uh, she says you can't see it from the main road, and if you drive into the cul-de-sac in York Road where she lives, you wouldn't be able to see it straight away. Most of the time it's hidden by her car. Now, Elaine says one of her neighbours phoned up a couple of weeks ago to say someone had taken a photo of the mural and asked what was going on, so yeah. someone had been making inquiries. Then she got a phone call from the council. OK. This happened on Friday. Council said someone had complained. Elaine went ballistic. Ay, ay, ay. She said that maybe that's not the best choice of words when we're talking about a war memorial, no. but she uh, went crackers. She was told that she'd have to, uh, she should have asked permission to paint the fence before she did the mural and was then uh, was told that if she applied for retrospective planning permission, there may be a chance that she could keep it. OK, uh, and what more have the Borough Council been saying? Well, they sent us a statement um, which goes like this. As part of our tenancy agreement, tenants need our permission as landlords to make modifications to their homes. Ah, there you have it. It's a council property. Yeah. Our officers are currently reviewing the case to see if retrospective permission can be granted. In the meantime, we'd suggest the tenant contact her local councillor to see if a permanent memorial for her family could be placed within the town. I tell you what, Kelly is, is putting this up on uh, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. It will be up within the next couple of minutes. I w I'm going to reserve judgment because Elaine's coming on in about an hour, isn't she? Is. she? Uh, I think the so, intention is pure. Yep, yeah. Oh, you, you, you'd be hard pushed to argue the intention. Have a look at the pictures uh, and put your comments on Facebook, and I, I will uh, the, the, select a few to put to Elaine. I'd also really like to know um, if you are a council tenant, how much licence you've got over the exterior of your building. Oh, you because that's, uh, that's not her fence, really, is it? That would be against the rules. I, th I, th I think it, we, one could say pretty. But if it's uh, inside your garden, can you do what you want? Um, I think you can, but then you have to remove it when you move, don't you? I think so. Uh, I don't know. 08459 455 555. Go to the Facebook page uh, and have a little look. Um, it's, I'm going to play a monkey song. I oh, you astound me. No. When, whenever I, I'm quite good at not playing monkey songs on Vinyl Friday. 
Well, I've only played one, I think, and we've been doing yeah, this for two months. Yeah, but it's Monday months. to Thursday. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's, by, that's by the by. <laughs> it, it's, it's the third anniversary, or it would be on Sunday. Well, it wouldn't be, because he died on the 29th of February. Imagine dying on a leap year. So it's... Mm. Go on, imagine it. Imagine the heartache that must uh, give your family and your fans. My fans probably would suffer more. Yeah. Anyway, he, David Jones, he died. It's three years. Don't even make any... I'm not doing Don't anything. even make any references. Don't raise your eyes. Did you just bite your lip? Don't make... I don't want any jokey references. I don't want any... I'm saying nothing. No, mate. Even that. And I'm being serious. People always... I'm, I'm being serious. I wept like a baby when David died. I was singing. When I found out David Jones died... I was singing Daydream Believer to my um, my eldest son to get him to sleep. I'm singing that. I get a text through from my McDougie who says, oh, it's a shame about Davy Jones, isn't it? What? I replied, what? And then I texted, what? And then another friend, Alicia, that said, oh, I'm really sorry about Davy. I was thinking, oh, please, please let it be um, a sex thing. Please let it be, a, please let him be caught. He's, he's been caught with drugs. He's dead. And you sit there rolling your eyes at me. I'm not rolling my eyes. Your eyes are rolling. Stop it.
I'm going to write to Yoko Ono this weekend. Hey, about time. I've been telling you you should write to Yoko for ages because you know what Yoko does? Writes back. She replies. I've um, bought a special card for her. Can we put this out there? Have you ever received a card or a letter from Yoko Ono? I bet you have, if you've written to her. I mean, not just randomly. I've had a card from a celebrity before. Go on. Um, Jilly Cooper. <laughs> no, listen. All right, yeah, go on. It was really nice. I did this an interview with her yeah. about love letters. Yeah. Um, whether anyone writes them anymore. Oh, and God. she um, used puke. to get... Stop it. So I got her on as a sort of, you know, romance uh, novelist. Well, I think that the love letters... Stop it. She was delightful. And then afterwards, she sent me a card. A love letter. She did a bit. She just said, just thought that you might like to receive this. Thought you might like my little book, Riders. No. It's a bit rocky. None of that. Do you know what? I tried to ride... Uh, tried to read Riders. You tried to ride Jilly Cooper? I tried to ride readers. Yes. Nah, I don't like all that I stuff. I thought it was a bit tame. Wowzers, you really have got a, an imagination. Uh, okay, ever re- okay. Two things: ever received a card or a letter from Yoko Ono? Ever received a card or a letter from a celebrity? I received a postcard from Ned Sheeran once. He's good, him. I don't care if he's ginger. Sorry, you're, that's, you're thinking of Ed Sheeran, you plum. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the speed sensors in Aylesbury, things are moving well at the moment on the A41 Aston Clinton Road, but there are roadworks at the junction for New Road, which could make things so later on. In Watford on St Albans Road, there are roadworks at on the Kingsway North Orbital Road at the junction for Horseshoe Lane, so that could get slow later on as well. It's moving fine at the moment, though. On the A406 North Circular Road, there are queues building up between the East End Road Tunnel and Henley's Corner. And looking at the motorways, no reports of any delays on the M25 or the A1M. And on the M1 southbound, all the lanes have reopened again between Junction 18 for Rugby and 17 for the M45. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. It's emerged that the official in overall charge of Stoke Mandeville Hospital responded to allegations of Jimmy Savile's abuse there by telling an MP in 2012 that the celebrity did not have free access to clinical areas. Leelands High School in Luton says it's very concerning to learn that some of its pupils appear to have taken legal highs. Six children were taken to hospital yesterday morning and a mural supporting the armed forces on a fence in Stevenage may have to be removed. The Borough Council says Elaine Worsley should have got permission. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool and Tottenham are both out of the Europa League, but Everton are through to the last 16. Liverpool lost on penalties in Turkey to Besiktas after losing 1-0 on the night. Spurs lost 2-0 in Italy to go out 3-1 to Fiorentina, but Everton beat the Swiss side Young Boys 3-1 for a 7-2 aggregate win. Ahead of tomorrow's championship trip to Leeds, Watford have signed former Juventus and Roma defender Marco Motta. The fullback has played once for the Italian national side. The Hornets played four centre-backs in defence in midweek. Here's assistant manager Dean Austin. We achieved our objective the other night. Two objectives, really. One was to keep a clean sheet, the second one was to win the game. Will it be the same on Saturday? Who knows? We've been analysing Leeds and what they do. We'll see. But what's good from our point of view is that we've shown that we're flexible. In League One, MK Dons go to managerless Coventry with new loan signing from Chelsea. Lewis Baker set to, to feature ahead of the League Two game attempt to Accrington. Luton manager John Still will have fresh talks with Mark Cullen today following a transfer bid. The leading scorer was dropped last weekend, so will he be involved tomorrow if he isn't sold? The short answer to that is I don't know. I, I didn't use him last Saturday because having spoken to him, 
you know, I didn't feel that Mark was, you know, he might say he was, but I, I didn't feel that he was. So that's why that decision was made. But we'll make a decision really on what we feel is the right thing to do. Also in League Two, Wickham hosts Stevenage with the Borough boss Graham Wesley playing down excitement about teenager Ben Kennedy who's scored three times in the last two games. I'm bored with the whole idea that we keep talking about individuals. Stevenage Football Club is bigger than Graham Wesley. It's bigger than Ronnie Henry. It's bigger than um, any of us. I'm sick to death with, of hearing the same names You know when they've played very small parts in the season so far. And ahead of Sunday's trip to Leeds, Bedford Rugby Club have re-signed scrum half Luke Baldwin on loan from Bristol. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Not you. We don't do that anymore on Fridays. But Kelly, you want to film me playing a record, do you? Yes. Shall we tell me when to start playing the record and we'll film it?
Mark is loving Vinyl Fridays. Ian, what a fantastic record from Barry Ryan. I never tire of hearing it. He always enjoys um, the stuff that we dig out for Vinyl Fridays. Uh, We posted a picture on Facebook, or Kelly has, of uh, the uh, mural against um, uh, a fence on someone's council house of uh, poppies, and it's in remembrance, obviously, of those that died and stuff. Uh, the counts are upset by it. Um, go and have a look at it. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. We'll put the comments to Elaine when she comes on. One comment so far from Darren. Keep the mural. Get rid of the council. We need to be proud of those who fought to keep this country free. Right. And this is where we're going to come a cropper. Yeah. Because can we separate the sentiment from the aesthetic? I don't know. That's the question. I wait four five nine four double five five double five. Can you sentiment the separate from the session? <laughs> what? You'll like this one, Kelly. <clears throat> Couples disgust at dirtiest delivery. You'll like this. I've got you. I think I've got your level pretty much sus now. Okay. Two, I've been working with you two and a half years. Mm. I've got you worked out. This is an exclusive in the sun. It says here. A shocked couple claim a yodel delivery man had a poo in their garden <laughs> when they failed to sign for a package. What, in protest? Like a dirty protest? And used a courtesy card to wipe his backside. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Nigel Lovell, 40, and wife Jane, 36, discovered human faeces in the front garden with a... How how did they know it was human? They sent it to the laboratory. 
in the front garden with a soiled card stating, I'm sorry you weren't in when we tried to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> he left a package. Um, Nigel from Walton Forest says, they may not have delivered the parcel, but they delivered something a lot more disgusting. Good one. Yodel has removed the self-employed driver from its books, sent staff to clean the garden and apologised by email. Wow. But how did they know it was his? Dick Stead... Is that his name? Yeah, executive chairman of Yodel said, We are absolutely disgusted by this incident. This is an unacceptable and isolated incident. If any more drivers take a dump in someone's garden, I'm going to pick it up and shove it in their mouths. No, you know. I made the last bit up, but <laughs> really. Wow. Disgusting. Here we go. Has anyone ever been to the toilet in your garden? I'll tell you why. Years ago, when I did another breakfast show, blimey, I don't know, uh, like 13 years ago, they used to, I used to get cabs for that one, and the cab driver would come and pick me up at half past three every morning, right? And um, uh, I, I, I would open, I open the door, and I saw this cab driver standing in, in my garden behind a bush. And I thought, oh, that's weird. And I, I, he got into the car, then I got into the car, my friend was in the car, who's being picked up before, and he went, he just had a wee in your garden. <sighs> so you dirty! My dad did... Um, he weed in my garden? Keeps the foxes out. My dad did a number two in our garden once. What? He couldn't quite make it. Flipping so, it. Gosh. Okay, well, um, has anyone, yourself you included. Asked, by the way, you can't look my at me boys, like that when you've asked me the question. Well, I, no, I can still look at you with disgust. Okay. My boys love winning in the garden. They love it. I've caught them before. Daddy, I need a wee. Go on, then off you go. And then they go out to the garden. Where are you going to go in the garden for? La toilet. Now. <laughs> I told you once, my eldest, when he was four, we caught. Um, <laughs> One Sunday morning, about seven o'clock, there was a banging on the front door. I thought, I'm not going to get that. And then the voice going, help, Daddy, help. And I opened the door, and there's my eldest out there completely naked. <laughs> I said, what are you doing? I said, I went for a wee. Oh, you little, they must think we're so common. They'd be right. Ever done a wee or a, a number two in your garden or someone done that? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. And, oh, look, the phones have lit up. Like it's five. In fact, I think we've got a call on that. I'm ready. Tony's on line one. Morning, Tony. Morning. <laughs> I'm going to take you back to my youth. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go back to your youth, Tone. Well, I, he's only following what Ke Kelly said. Okay. Oh, Thanks, dear. Kelly. You've well, set the tone. In 1963, when I was 16, it was one of the worst winters we had, snow winters. Yes. And I was a paper boy. <laughs> and I got, I got urgent. Yes. <laughs> so I did it in the snow because it was hot. It melted through the snow and the snow covered it up again, so they probably didn't find it till the thaw came. Number one or number two? Number two. Thanks oh, so much for calling. Tony! You did this, Kelly. It's weird how people ring in about number twos after I've spoken. <laughs> haters are gonna, the haters are going to hate this. Get ready for the Facebook page to light up with... Uh, oh, he's talking about willies and bums again. Hey, listen, that wasn't me. That was Tony, and he's an old man. What you got in the papers? This, I'm... I'm really uncomfortable with this, and this is in a few of the different oh, papers. Yeah. Uh, jealous boyfriend, and in some he's, he's called a client, slashed the throat of topless masseuse, OK? Yeah. So this is a woman who's been attacked by someone. Yeah. But they've named her and put loads of pictures of her. Right. Well, you know why they've put loads of pictures well, of her? Well, because she's beautiful. Because she's hot. She's a hot model. But also, she, you know, she was doing something that is, what, illegal? But she's still the victim of this, so I don't understand what, how they can do that. They're kind of... Here's a tiny picture, and she's 
I mean, I'm going to say it, she's being shamed, I think. Yeah. Uh, Giving yeah. details of exactly what she did, where she came from, how old she is, what her full name is. What, so he, 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 what did he do? He says, a bank worker who fell in love with a topless masseuse and her sexual, sensual massages yeah. later tried to kill her by slashing her throat during a jealous knife rage caught her yesterday. Uh, Amish Kansagara, uh, yes, Kansagara, sorry, uh, 28, had quit his job and opened a massage parlour with his girlfriend... Um, uh, the jury was told. Julian Jones, prosecuting, said he'd been a client of hers who was working as a masseuse and a personal and professional relationship developed. Um, but Kansagra knew an ex-boyfriend in Warsaw was pursuing her and the day before the stabbing, the couple had rowed after a man smiled at uh, the woman in a club. So, you know, it's domestic abuse, isn't it? Yeah, uh, there was a, what was the story we were listening to yesterday? Oh, uh, about the woman who'd been the drunk woman that got raped, raped in a in a, a takeaway. Described that was as a local one, yeah, a described drunken as, woman. Yeah, it was weird, though, wasn't it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Coming up, we're talking aliens, we're talking balls, and we're talking panthers with Dealey. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, it's looking very slow now on the speed sensors around Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, no reports of any delays, but in Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road, that's starting to look quite busy around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the A1 southbound, there are queues building up between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. And in Stoke and Church on the A40 Wickham Road, that's moving fine at the moment through the roadworks of Tourette Wickham Road. That could get busy later on, though, at that junction if it's uh, in the morning rush hour. Looking at the train departure boards, no major delays showing up there at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.45, it's Friday the 27th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that an MP was told by the Chief Executive of Stoke Mandeville in 2012 that Jimmy Savile did not have free access to clinical areas at the hospital. A school in Luton says it's very concerning to appear that some of its pupils to learn that some of its pupils appear to have taken legal highs. And a mural supporting the armed forces on a fence in Stevenage may have to be removed. Go and have a look at it. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Uh, let us know what you think. We'll be speaking to the owner of that mural uh, in about 45 minutes' time. Let's get the weather. Here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian, good morning. Quite a contrast from this time yesterday. We've lost the milder, cloudier conditions and got something much clearer but colder. A touch of frost in places this morning with temperatures close to freezing. But we're in for a fine day. Plenty of sunshine and blue sky. That sunshine almost unbroken for much of the day. Just perhaps a little bit more cloud around this afternoon. A fresher feel but still quite pleasant in the sunshine. A high of 8 Celsius. An early dip in temperature tonight under some clearer skies but cloud will be building from the west as the night wears on and so that will keep values up to around 4 or 5 Celsius and a damp end to the night with some patchy light rain and drizzle. And we keep that at first tomorrow morning. It's a cloudier, milder day, some light rain or drizzle at first. But becoming drier through the day, a bit of brightness here and there in the afternoon, but generally quite a cloudy picture. Highs tomorrow, 10 or 11 Celsius. But an, an unsettled spell of weather as we go into Sunday. There'll be some heavy and persistent rain overnight, a strengthening west or northwesterly wind as well. Could well touch gale force over higher ground. The rain clearing during Sunday morning, we could maybe catch one or two showers through the day, but it will be quite a cold and windy day. And uh, as we go into the new week, Ian, uh, there'll be... Sorry, Stuart. No. <laughs> it's all it's, going it's No, wrong. listen, don't worry. It's, it's all it, going it, it's terribly a matter. wrong. No, listen, you've got a lot of weather to contend with, Kate. Yes, so don't... I'm Elena, sorry. So don't worry about it. But, but getting your name wrong is just unforgivable. That is unforgivable. So I, and... Uh, I, 
you will be fired. <laughs> Indeed. I deserve it. Uh, for next week, it's, it's sunshine and showers Monday and Tuesday and then a little bit more settled on Wednesday. And I'll try and do better next time. You, you, listen, you still get eight out of ten. Well done. Thank you. Can we get her fired? Two of Britain's most senior parliamentarians have vigorously denied any wrongdoing. The biggest news stories mean different things to different people. HSBC has described 2014 as a challenging year after reporting a 17% drop in its annual profits. To us, the biggest stories are what's happening right here in beds, hearts and bucks. A cancer charity based in Steelers says they won't give up even though £5,000 worth of stock was stolen. My little collection tins, that's all gone. Every day, we bring you the things that matter most to you. With news bulletins throughout the day. A memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs could be removed. In-depth discussions. She proved to the nation that she's actually a human being. She's not an automaton. And online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Local news. When and where it happens. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, my daddy left home when I was three and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke and it got a lot of laughs from a lots of folks. Seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle and I'd get rid And some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean My fists got hard and my wits got keen Roamed from town to town to hide my shame But I made me a vow to the moon and stars I'd search the honky-tonks and bars And kill that man and give me that awful name well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July And I'd just hit town and my throat was dry I thought I'd stop and have myself a brew At an old saloon on a street of mud There at a table dealing stud Sat the dirty mangy dog that named me Sue Well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad From a worn-out picture that my mother'd had And I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eye He was big at him and my blood ran cold and I said, my name is Sue, how do you do? How you gonna die? Yeah, that's what I told him. Well, I hit him hard right between the eyes and he went down, but to my surprise, come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear. But I busted a chair right across his teeth And we crashed through the wall and into the street Kicking and a-gouging in the mud and the blood and the beer I tell you, I fought tougher men But I really can't remember when He kicked like a mule and he bit like a crocodile I heard him laugh and then I heard him cuss And he went for his gun and I pulled mine first He stood there looking at me and I saw him smile And he said, son this world is rough, and if a man's gonna make it, he's gotta be tough. And I know I wouldn't be there to help you along. So I give you that name, and I said goodbye. I knew you'd have to get tough or die. And it's that name that helped to make you strong. Yeah. He said, now you just fought one hell of a fight. And I know you hate me, and you got the right to 
kill me now And I wouldn't blame you if you do But you ought to thank me before I die For the gravel in your guts and the spit in the eye Cause I'm the that named you Sue I got all choked up and I threw down my gun Called him a paw and he called me a son And I come away with a different point of view And I think about him now and then Every time I try and every time I win And if I ever have a son I think I'm gonna name him Bill or George, anything but Sue I still ain't Well, Pasta. After <clears throat> this week's uh, press coverage, we all breathed a sigh of relief when that beat kicked in, didn't we, guys? Didn't we, Justin? Oh, we did. What a great track. Great music this morning, so, boss. Really enjoying it. Kath and I, have, uh, we keep, we keep every time we go to a new town, we didn't do it in Coventry yesterday, but we just keep buying loads of records. And, keep uh, doing it. There are some treasures turning up. Yeah. Uh, now, we're going to speak to you about panthers. In, I think we're doing that in an hour, are we? Yes, okay. yes. Uh, a black panther on the loose in Bedfordshire. More details to come. I went yesterday looking for this beast. This is the man-eating, baby-snatching panther of Bedfordshire mm -hmm. that is on the loose, and it's still on the loose. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's got any information about no. this... This is serious. This is actually a serious subject. Yeah. We may be kind of laughing about it, but the serious side laughing, is mate. two sisters, later on, they claim that they were running for their lives. Yep. They were chased by a black panther in Bedfordshire. Have you also seen a panther somewhere oh, in beds, hearts or bugs. And by the way, that is also uh, the subject of the phoning I've just thought. Have you ever had to run for your life? <laughs> that is a good one, isn't it's it? It's a great one, Have yes. you ever had to run for your life? 08459 455 555. Mm. I, I, I've had to run for my life. What happened? I don't know, but I, was in, I seem to remember being in a life-threatening situation and having to get out of there sharpish, so I ran. I had to run once. Go on. I was uh, at a North London derby. Yeah. It was uh, Arsenal versus Tottenham. I went with my Tottenham friends. Wrong pub, yeah. wrong time. You picked up on the vibe straight away, didn't you? Yeah, the vibe. It was a terrible vibe. I got chased up the Holloway Road. I was running for my life, quite literally. It was horrible. I've, I remember being, being sort of a teenager and, and being in a situation and thinking, I ain't going to stick around here. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I could hear banjo music playing in my head as uh, as I ran. Here's a serious story for you. Um, it's a, a, a Russian gentleman with the unfortunate name. Get this, Kelly. His name is Vladimir Nutscutoff. No, no, he's not. It is, that's what it says in the sun. He's called Vladimir Nutscutoff and you wait till you hear what happened to him. The sun's having a little bit of cheeky fun with someone who's been um... Mutilated. Well, mutilated is the only word. Well, isn't he's it? called Vladimir Nutscutoff. No, he's not. It's called Dmitry Nikolaev. Okay, well, did you tell him what happened to Vlad? Dimitri uh, believes he was drugged by a young blonde who approached him after he finished a performance. He's an actor. Now, bear in mind his name is Vladimir Nutskotov. No, his name is Dimitri Nikolaev. <laughs> he was doing a performance at a small Moscow theatre. And his name is Vladimir Nutskotov. No, bear that in mind when you hear what happened His name's Dimitri. Although married, he went with her to the sauna and then for drinks. Yeah. They kissed and had more beer. What is your name? My name is Vladimir Nutskotov. <laughs> mm, that is interesting because I know what will happen to you at the end of this story. It's Dimitri. Um, anyway... So they went, he had a beer, he remembers nothing else, woke up in a bus shelter... Here we go! ...taken to hospital... Here we go! ..where doctors told him... Here we go! <laughs> You've had your nuts cut off. His testicles have been removed skillfully. <gasps> skillfully! Skillfully? Not, not hacked off, removed with precision. Oh, wow. Nikolev, now working as a children's animator... Why do we need to know that? Yeah, yeah. 
um, was too embarrassed at first to explain what had happened to his wife. She would have noticed. So he changed his name after he'd... he'd so he was called Vladimir Nutskotov, no. and once that happened, he changed it to Nikolev, cool. Dmitry Nikolev. Yeah. Police believe yeah. he was targeted by a gang that sells human organs. You Ooh. can't stick those back on, can you? No, you can't, but you, mm. you, uh, you deep-fry those. They are delicious. <laughs> yeah? It's like an awful lot of trouble to go to. Oh, you batter that, those bad boys oh, in the Russian. right context, obviously, otherwise... Uh, Put me right off Scotch eggs. <laughs> what are we going to way, we had a lovely. I mean, this is not related, but when yeah. I'm talking about Scotch eggs, filthy. Um, I know what you're going to do with Jess. Cheap thrills, I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, that flipping uh, sausage roll yesterday, wasn't that oh, gorgeous? Yeah. Eggs. On the dog. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> On the dog. Hey, Justin, I know exactly yeah. what we're going to do Come with on. you, right? Uh, it's this story. It's uh, uh, the story of a, a lollipop man. Yes. Who's been banned from high fiving the children? Why? Oh. Please as, tell me why. As balmy decisions go, this one takes some licking. Grumpy. He's not doing that, is he? Oh no. Uh, grumpy council bosses have banned happy lollipop man. Nukasana Mdikani. There's some vowels missing from that. From high fiving kids and dancing. Well, good morning. Cool. And dancing while he gets them across the road safely. It is the same council which praised the uh, local girl, uh, the retired South African known affectionately as Smiley, says, the council is stopping me from high-fiving the kids while on duty. I never saw any problem in that. I'm just doing my job. Yeah, exactly. It's pathetic. No, 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 no. I don't like the high-five. Oh, I think the high five on. is overrated. My um, little nephews grew up, uh, well, were born in America, and everyone high fives babies in America. It's just what they do. I think mm. it's a tradition or something. Well, we high five kids. It's one of the first things the kids learn is well, to high five. We've had to stop doing it because they've started slapping people. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like the high. I mean, when babies do it, uh, okay, yeah, it's kind of cute. But, but in America, it's like, hey, hey, guys, high five. I work at another radio station. Justin, yeah, and there is a security it, yeah. guard there, security guard, mm. and he does, um, well, he does the, uh, the, 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 he goes, I, I think he's going for the handshake, but he wants to fist do bump. the, but he wants to do a side fist, fist bump. Oh. He's, he's bumping my fist on the side. Yeah, you see bump. what he's doing, he, he's welcoming you into the building, he's making you feel good, it's no, just, mate. it's something which he's makes not, you cause it, smile. He's then always coming up with subjects for me to do on the radio. If yeah. I did that, he would bruise me, because I bruise like a peach. Yeah. The high five, well, you, uh, you, you see how you want to do it, you can either do it about the lollipop yep. man, or you can just go around high fiving people, or whatever you fancy, just. Not a problem at all. Speak to you later, Thank very much. Tara. 08459 455 555. So what have we got? Ever received a card from Yoko Ono? Ever received a card or a letter from a celebrity? Uh, ever do, has anyone ever done a wee or a poo in your garden? Ever run for your life? And ever run for your life? That's my favourite one. We just need one call on that. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M1 towards London, it's looking very slow from Junction 10 for the Loosen Airport Spur Road towards 9 for Redbourne and the A1M southbound's also starting to look busy around Junction 6 for Welling Garden City. On the North Orbital Road, it's starting to go quite slow around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout and on the A1 Great North Road, that's looking very busy southbound from the Comeworth turnoff towards the Black Cat roundabout and that's through the roadworks. In Beaconsfield on the A355, there's roadworks there at the Junction for Burnham Road and it's not looking too bad at the moment but it could cause delays later on this morning. No reports of any problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Have you ever had to run for your life? Kelly, I suspect it may happen to you one day. 
08459 Oh, and go to the Facebook page and have a quick look at the photos of the mural. Are the council right in telling the uh, lady to get rid of it? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Stoke Mandeville boss told MP that Savile didn't have access. Pupils at Luton School take legal highs and dispute over armed forces mural in Stevenage. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that the official in overall charge of Stoke Mandeville Hospital responded to allegations of Jimmy Savile's abuse there by telling an MP that the celebrity did not have free access to clinical areas. BBC News has obtained an email written by Anne Eden in which she makes the assurances... More from Sophie Hutchinson. In October 2012, after allegations about Jimmy Savile's abuse emerged, the MP for Reading East, Rob Wilson, wrote to Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust expressing his concerns. Anne Eden, who was and still is chief executive, replied saying that there had been a lot of conjecture in the media regarding Savile's access to Stoke Mandeville Hospital and that she'd like to clarify that he was not given free access to the clinical areas. The account directly contradicts the findings of the report into Stoke Mandeville, which found that Savile had virtually unrestricted access to clinical areas and patients during the 1970s and 80s. A school in Luton says it's very concerning to learn that some of its pupils appear to have taken legal highs. Six children from Leland's High School were taken to hospital yesterday morning after becoming unwell. More from Jane Killick. Bedfordshire police believe the six teenagers took a so-called legal high early in the morning before going to school. They were taken to hospital but have since been discharged and are expected to make a full recovery. The head teacher of Leland's, John Burridge, has written to parents to say the school will be liaising with families and police over the matter. Relatives of Western hostages murdered by Islamic State say they want the British militant known as Jihadi John, who appeared in videos of the killings, to be captured alive to face justice. The man's been named as Mohammed Mwazi from London. Ed Miliband is to confirm a future Labour government would cut the maximum university tuition fees by a third. The policy is likely to be funded by reducing tax relief on high earners' pensions. A mural supporting the armed forces on a fence in Stevenage may have to be removed. The Borough Council says Elaine Worsley should have got permission before painting her fence in York Road. More from Matt Lockwood. Elaine came up with the idea for the mural after painting her fence black and not liking the end result. As a carer, she's looked after many former veterans and they all have a poppy on the fence out of respect for their sacrifice. But someone has complained about it and the council says Elaine now needs permission to keep the mural. Elaine is determined to fight this and her campaign has been supported by the Armed Forces Veterans and Families Information Centre in Stevenage. People with relatives in Bedford Hospital are being urged to stay away if possible because of a norovirus outbreak. Harper and Whitbread wards along with the coronary care unit have stopped taking new patients. In sport, ahead of tomorrow's championship trip to Leeds, Watford have signed former Juventus and Roma defender Marco Motta. The fullback has played once for the Italian national side and Liverpool and Tottenham are both out of the Europa League but Everton are through to the last 16. The weather, a cold and frosty start followed by sunny spells all day, a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties Morning Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio coming up the latest on Jimmy Savile after those two reports were uh, released yesterday 
That mural that swell, it's, um, it's got the council in a spin. And the lady responsible for it is furious. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Have a little look and let us know. Are the council right in telling Ms Worsley to get rid of it? She'll be on in 20 minutes. I'll put your points to her. Oh, yeah. Ever received a letter from Yoko Ono? Ever received a letter from a celebrity? Ever had to run for your life? 08459 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Ribena Rosie. <laughs> Hello. Morning, Ribena. What have you got for us? I've got um, several letters from one celebrity and one from another one. Are you being stalked by a celebrity? Oh, no, I wish I was. Oh, go on, who is it, then? Ray Davis. Hey! You've got letters from Grumpy Ray! <laughs> I have. From the Kinks. How have you got those? Um, well, we used to go and see him a lot, and we were in the fan club. <laughs> and we were in... We got invited to be in some of the videos, and we got to talk to him. <gasps> and uh, I used to send him birthday cards. And stuff. <laughs> I got some, um, you know, some replies... Wow. Now, Catherine makes a good point. Are they from him or are they from his oh, legal yeah, team asking you to stop writing to him? They're definitely from him. I can probably put one on Facebook. Oh, mate, please do. I, I, maybe you don't know, but we are huge Kinks fans here. We had Dave Davis on recently. So what, yeah, vi- what videos were you in? Sorry, my husband's... I have tea with Ray Davis. Oh, you had tea? Well. Tell your husband to shut up. He's just jealous. Uh, you, had, <laughs> you had tea with him... Yeah, when when he was 40, I'd just finished my teaching exams. Yeah. And I drove up to um, the Conk Studios with a big card that I made. Um, <laughs> I know, it sounds like a stalker. No, it sounds brilliant. <laughs> and um, his... Because he'd met me before at these um, fan club dudes where we used to film the videos. And, mm. I, oh, yeah, I, I'll tell you which one I was in. I was in the Come Dancing video. Oh, are you in the ballroom scene? Um, no, not the ball. Well, we were in the ballroom, but yeah. it's the scene when it's modern, when yeah. it comes to the modern bit, and he's on the stage oh. in a brown jacket. Yeah, yeah. The, the girl, the actress, is standing clapping in the audience, and I'm next to her. Oh, I'm going to watch that later. Yeah. The thing is, I used to live just around the corner from Conk Studios. I used to live in Church Lane in, uh, in Crouchend, or oh, the edge of Crouchend, uh, literally yeah. 50 yards from it, and I never knocked on the door. I never knocked on the door! No, well, you should have done, you see. But you'd had, it's only because um, his, his minder answered the door mm. and he was going to shut the door in my face, I think. But, um, but Ray's come up behind him and went, Rose, isn't it? Wow. Oh, <laughs> man. Listen, Rosa, we've got to move on, but how cool is that? So cool. The grumpiest man in show business, and I respect him for being that grumpy. He obviously responds to a massive card. <laughs> I, used to, I used to live literally around the corner from that place, and I never, I never knocked on the door. It's a really unassuming little building. Thank you, Rosie. Excellent stuff. 08459 555555. On to slightly more serious issues. Jimmy Savile, all in the news again. Uh, It's now been confirmed that he abused 63 people connected to Stoke Mandeville Hospital. But one formal complaint was ignored, uh, as an an independent report has found. It also found out that Savile's reputation as a sex pest was an open secret among some staff, but allegations probably didn't reach managers. The formal complaint, made in 1977 by a victim's father, should have been reported to the police, the report added. A separate report said elements of the Savile story could happen again. Gosh. 
Uh, Jessica Stanley is an abuse lawyer at Slater and Gordon, which is representing 168 Savile victims. Morning, Jessica. Good morning. Uh, these reports, what do you make of them? Um, well, the victims are disappointed with the with the report. What they wanted out of this report was accountability and some recognition about the fact that people did know what was going on and that senior management uh, were aware, and they haven't got that. Um, it, it's surprising that while it's accepted that Savile was widely known as a as a sex pest within the hospital, how how it can then be said that senior management weren't aware of it is it, it's just beyond belief. The, uh, an interview was being played on Radio Four yesterday uh, uh, with one of the witness, one of the the, the the people that accused Savile that was attacked by Savile, and it was incredible to hear that she told one nurse who was very supportive. Then she told the the matron or the sister, who said, "Oh, shut up! Don't you know who he is and how important he is?" Yeah, and that's the you know that's it's just so shocking. People did report it. Um, we've seen 10 people made complaints, one of those a formal complaint, and, and she, uh, we've spoken with her, she's so disappointed with this report because she did uh, report it to senior management and they've made this artificial distinction between middle management and senior management. So it's disappointing, it, no one it, it seems to be taking any responsibility. Does, the, the, what next? Um, well... There, as we support the recommendations that are at the end of the re the report yesterday, that more guidelines, more robust guidelines, need to be brought in for dealing with celebrities visiting hospitals. Second to that, what the victims want to know is that this isn't going to happen again. It's, it's so concerning that it was recognised that this could happen again, and that that must be changed. And that's why we're campaigning for mandatory reporting to be brought in. Mm. Here's the thing, Jessica. I am pretty confident that we will get at least one phone call this morning. Obviously, you're you're, you're representing these people legally, and so there will be, uh, you know, hopefully some form of compensation. There will be some people listening this morning. Um, who will say that these people are only in it for the money. Can you explain why compensation is an important factor for, for, for a number of these victims? Well, well firstly, I'd, I'd like to say it's not about the money for, for any of these victims. What they want is to be believed. That's what they say. They want that recognition of what they've been through, and they have lived with this for such a long period of time. Uh, and it has had damaging effects on, on many of their lives and continues to do so. Um, you know, many of them do need treatment. They they need the money to pay for that treatment. Mm. Jessica, I, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much uh, indeed. Uh, joined now by David Liddington, who's the Conservative MP for Aylesbury. Morning, David. Morning. Uh, what's your reaction to these reports? Oh, I think I think sort of appalled by this account of what what happened in the. 70s and 80s, um, you know, and, and, and the trouble is, yes, it was a long time ago, but, you know, for, for those who were the victims, you know, the, the, the scars of that, you know, live on today, and that, that comes through very strongly in the report that gives a lot of space to their experiences and to their words. Um, I mean, what was, I think, reassuring for local people who use Stoke Manor, as I and my family do, is to see, first of all, that Savile's behaviour was being challenged uh, from the early 90s onwards, you know, a new style, more accountable, more hands-on local management, plus much more rigorous national rules. And it still, now, it still, it still went on, though, didn't it? Even, even if he was being challenged, it still went on. Yeah, and that well, was after about 30 they, years. They've only found, they found sort of, out of the 60 allegations, um, there were 
two, I think, from the early 90s and nothing since then. Now, that there may be other people who haven't come forward, but the report concludes that the new rules at both national and local level that came in in the early 90s did make a, a difference, because what they did was to restrict Savile's freedom, his ability to have access to people um, around the hospital. And then the report looked at the situation today, um, the hospital's uh, approach and the national rules now, and it said, actually, you know, these now do all meet the standards we would expect, but you know, no reason for complacency because, you know, there will always be wicked people in mm. the world who will try to find a way around any set of rules you've got. So there is a need for people to be alert, to be vigilant, to be rigorous in making sure that you know, appropriate checks are carried out and management systems and proper systems of accountability are in place. There seemed to be a collective sigh in the nation yesterday of disappointment that nobody at Stoke Mandeville is being held responsible. Obviously, uh, mistakes were made, or, or uh, to put it mildly, um, and yet no-one is getting in trouble. Well, of course, the... Uh, the people who are in charge today were not in charge in the 1970s and 1980s, though it was right that the present Hospital Trust chairman you know, made an apology on behalf of the local NHS and the predecessor NHS But those people are still alive, happened. aren't they? Those people that were there in the 70s some and 80s are still alive. Well, some of them, and there are there are some people who are named, but if you read through the report, I mean, it does say that there are a number who were, who are dead, a number who are uh, they, in their words, were too frail um, to be interviewed. Um, now, they, they, what the report says, and you know, these are the people who went through the detail, is that they went through all the documents they could find that still survive from that period, and of course, you know, a lot of documents would, in the nature of record-keeping, have been destroyed at some stage in those decades. Um, and they, they, their words were that there was no... Um, they said there is no evidence, I think was their line, that points to culpability of particular individuals, but they do name a couple of individuals um, as not having you know, done what, even by the more lax standards of the 70s and 80s, they ought to have done at that time. And should those people be prosecuted? Well, that's a matter for independent prosecuting authorities, and I've always taken the view that, you know, it, it, it would be a bad day if we had politicians deciding on who should be prosecuted and not prosecuted. So, and there is, of course, a police investigation, Operation Utree, still going on into um, the allegations made by people who say they, they were abused by Savile and others. So the, 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 there's an independent process for the police for the prosecution, and I think we have to leave it to them. David, uh, nicely sidestepped. Thank you very much indeed. David Lidington, Conservative MP for Aylesbury. I, I mean, I, you can ask the question, I suppose. Should those people who knew about it, um, should they in some way uh, be held responsible and um, be prosecuted? 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Have we got any texts, Catherine, before... Before we crack on with a bit of Trav. Oh, by yeah. the way, go to the Facebook page. We're going to speak to Elaine Worsley, who painted that mural, who was responsible for it, in about five minutes. So yeah, go and so have a little look. What do you think? Um, Maureen Simpson says, I was in Stoke Mandeville in 1973, and I was told by nurses about Jimmy Savile and told to keep away from him. That seemed, that seemed to be a, a common... Yeah, pretend to be asleep. Uh, and we've also got... Oh, we've had someone who's written to uh, Yoko Ono. Jen oh, yeah. says, I've never had a letter from Yoko Ono. Oh, oh hang on, as I never wrote to her. That, that would, would explain it. Uh, but I do have cards and letters from the late, great Leslie Crowther. Uh, what? As I wrote to him for 35 years until his untimely death. Leslie Crowther? What for, from, Jen? from whose baby? Why would you do that? 
You know who his um, son-in-law was? No. Phil Lynott from Thin Lizzy. Oh. OK. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 Great North Road, that's looking very slow southbound from White Boston towards the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. On the A421 Standing Way in Milton Keynes, that's very slow westbound from the M1 Junction 13 into Milton Keynes. That's because of the roadworks around the Kingston roundabout. And in Mark Yate on the A5 southbound, it's looking very busy from Lynch Hill towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. It's easing off, though, on the M1 southbound through Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road towards Junction 9 for Redbourne. It's not looking too bad through there at the moment, but it's still quite busy on the A1 A1M southbound around Junction 6 for Welling Garden City. No reports of any major delays on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.16, it's Friday the 27th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that an MP was told by the Chief Executive of Stoke Mandeville in 2012 that Jimmy Savile did not have free access to clinical areas at the hospital. A school in Luton says it's very concerning to learn that some of its pupils appear to have taken legal highs. And a mural supporting the armed forces on a fence in Stevenage may have to be removed. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. Let me get on with your consumer problems. Should I expect this to last as a £350 TV or a £250 TV? Jonathan Vernon Smith. Have you gone back to the retailer? I went and spoke to the company that you'd paid the money to. The JBS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. So I emailed again and reminded them of the statutory rights which I've heard in your programme. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. They've backed down and they have put in writing to me that I no longer owe the money. And we could do the same for you. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Your team is fantastic because you look after the people. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555. Have you ever had to run for your life? I know, I know, it's, it's kind of a niche-specific one, but uh, if you have, we'd like to hear from you this morning now. Um, oh, hang on a second. Have we got any more texts? Yeah, loads, go and on. they are all on one subject. Oh yeah, go on. Which is going to the loo outdoors. Hey. I mean, uh, that's not that wasn't what it was. The, the subject was has someone done a, a whoopsie or a wee wee in your garden? Okay. Because a, a, a couple were expecting a delivery from Yodel. Uh, they got home. The delivery wasn't there, but someone had done a whoopsie in their garden, a human whoopsie, and had wiped their bottom with a "Sorry, you weren't in" card. So they left a <laughs> calling card, literally. So who it's done like it? it's like Raffles or the Pink Panther. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, oh, that is disgusting. Gary says, "Good morning, all. I'm a, Good lands- morning, Gary. a landscape gardener. Friend of mine was at a job with his young son. Yeah. The customer explained they had to pop out for a while, and did he need anything before she left? He replied, oh. "No, we'll be fine." Little did he know, his boy had one brewing. Aye. Shortly after she left, the son said he needed a number two. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. with the only option that he'd do it in a carrier bag, that done and carrying on with the work, the customer returns asking, was everything OK while I was gone? And with perfect timing, the boy said, I had a poo behind your shed. Hey. My friend with horror had to explain the situation. Oh, dearie me. Wow. Uh, thank you very much, I think. 
Uh, a Stevenage. Uh, where we go? Let's. This is the story that we've. Uh, if you go to the Facebook page now, you'll have a little look at what um, at what we're talking about. A Stevenage woman has been told that someone has complained about a tribute to the armed forces she's painted on her fence. Facebook.com forward slash BBC Three CR. We've got a couple of pictures uh, of it. Elaine Worsley says she will fight to keep it, even though the councillor have told her it may have to go. Morning, Elaine. Good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning. Do you want to? We, we, there are pictures of it on Facebook, for, but for those of uh, people not by their computers, describe the mural to us. Um, it's a whole group of poppies scattered all down the fence. They are all um, have little names by them that all relate to people that I've cared for in the past, um, and some of them are to actually my own family, who were killed in action during World War One and World War Two. Um, it's, it's uh, one of the the main logos is um, the silhouette that's quite often used around Armistice Day um, of a soldier um, stood by um, a cross or a grave. There's another part at the end which is kind of representing a kind of 1940s lady um, holding a poppy, wearing a yellow ribbon in her hair, waiting for her sweetheart to come home. How long was, Did you do the painting yourself? Uh, yes, me and my brother did it. Oh, very talented. Um, thank you. We did it last summer, right. um, around June... Uh, July time. I actually painted the fence first. It was originally blue. Oh. Couldn't get blue fence paint, um, so I bought black, and it's a good quality um, fence preservative because this is a council fence, so, you know, I look after it if I can. Mm. Um, once it was black, it was like, that's just screaming out to be painted on. Yes. <laughs> so I did. Um, Why is it so important for you to have this mural there? It's, I've been researching my family history I've discovered that my great grand uncle was killed in action um, in Flanders Fields in World War One obviously um, and he has no marked grave there's nowhere I can go to pay respects to him I, there's you know there's nothing really he's just gone vanished his sacrifice will never be remembered only by people who bother to research their family history and find him. So you had this mural, it kind of started last summer. What, do, what, what have the neighbours said to you? Has anybody come up and gone, oh, Elaine, that's blooming awful? No, at the time we were painting it, the neighbours were coming up to us and talking to us, mainly my brother, because I was actually out working, so I was coming home in between my care calls and grabbing a paintbrush and adding to it. Um, but they were all talking, they were slowing down in their cars, big smiles, putting their thumbs up. Um, since they have discovered that somebody has complained, they have all gone slightly um, ballistic. They've all signed letters to say um, to the council, like in support of my retrospective permission that I've had to apply for. So I've when not did... had a single person that doesn't like it. When did... Well, there obviously is a single person, well, isn't there? one. <laughs> because someone has complained to the council. When did the council get in touch with you and what did they say? Last Friday morning. Um, and all credit to the lady that rang me. She was very calm. Um, she did say that in her personal point of view that she thought it was beautiful. Um, she put me on hold for quite a long time because I was obviously very irate, yes, yes. <laughs> to say the least, um, as, as well as upset. She put me on hold for a long time. She eventually came back and said, um, well, if you claim, um, ask for retrospective permission to do this, um, then maybe you can just paint over it, get the permission, and then paint it all back again. Oh, and I said, no, no, yeah. no way am I doing all that work again. No, it stands, it stays. 
um, I did concede that I might cover it up until such time as the retrospective permission is given, but I don't want to do that either, quite frankly. Are you? Did, did they give any hint as to how likely you are to get the retrospective permission? No, oh. not at all. No hint at all. I mean, the other thing as well is um, I put a notice up just before Armistice Day, before the 11th, um, after I, I actually took part in the Royal British Legion's um, watch around the Cenotaph to, to launch the poppy appeal. Um, and then I decided I was going to put a notice on the fence and if any of my neighbours had um, relatives that served during any conflict and any um, nationality as well, that if they give me the details, then I would add them to the fence on Armistice Day. Um, so three, at least three of the poppies on the fence um, are actually relatives of my neighbours. Now, Elaine, we posted uh, the pictures on Facebook and uh, mm-hmm. so people can have their say. Are, are you ready to hear their comments? I've been reading them. They're all on your side, Elaine. I know they They're are. They're pretty it's much fantastic. all on your side. There's, I'm going to pick uh, yeah. a few at random. Ivor says, love it. Um... Terry says bloody jobs worths. Uh, Chris says it looks. I think it looks lovely. Uh, let me pick uh, one more. James says it shows support for troops that have been killed during action. Let it stay. There is one, Elaine. Let me just read this one from Drake. Oh, sorry. Surely, if it's painted on a fence that doesn't belong to her, it's it's graffiti. The content is irrelevant. And I guess that's that's the issue because it isn't your fence, is it? It's a council no. property. Now, to be totally honest, when the lady from the council rang me, um, she said you you have to ask permission to paint the fence, and I said, pardon. I said it's it's wood preservative, you know. If, it, if basically she implied that yep. if I'd have painted it brown or green like anybody else, that nobody would have taken a blind bit of notice. Yep. But because I painted it a colour, I then pointed out that the fence had been dark blue for the past eighteen years which is not fitting in with the rest of the street. It's the only blue fence in the street. It's and, now black, obviously. And that is the... That is the t- having lived in council property in the park, I, it, you know, it's one of those mm. weird rules where it will be in the, 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 the terms and conditions somewhere that to make any changes, yeah, you Yeah, but at the permission. end of the day, it's paint. Paint is not a permanent fixture. So, I mean, had I have built a big extension or something, then it... I would have understood needing permission. Yep. But it didn't occur to me for one second that I would need permission for paint. It, which is all it is at the end of the day. Okay, the sentiment behind what I've painted is is totally different. But as oh, far lo- as I'm aware, my neighbours love it, and one of the the, the Asian families at the end um, actually commented that I should paint all of the fences with flowers. Oh, I like you, Elaine. I, I would ha- I would I wasn't sure if I would or not. I'd, and quite, I did. I'd quite happily go out there and paint I everybody's bet- fences. They don't have to be poppies. I bet it you would. would. Lovely. I, I would have hated to have been the person that had to phone you up from the council. <laughs> I, I must admit, I, I did. Think afterwards that poor woman that drew the short straw. <laughs> what are you going to do living. next, Elaine? Where do you take this next? Um, I can't do anything until such time as I get, hopefully, get the retrospective permission. Yeah. If I don't get permission, my neighbours have actually said that they will start going to the papers and shouting and screaming from the rooftops alongside any idea, me. Any idea how long that's going to take to, to know about the permission? Um, These the letter that on, they sent they? me um, said it could take anything up to six weeks. Okay. So. Can we keep in touch with you and, and, and you, you just drop yes, us a line or anything and let us know which way it goes? Yes, of course. And maybe we'll speak to you again in a few weeks. Yeah. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. Well, what a nice lady. I wasn't sure what I would think of Elaine, but I think she's absolutely delightful. And boy, oh boy, would you have hated to have been the uh, the person from the... Is that Mrs Walsley? Yes, that fence you've got, you've got to paint it. You've got to get rid of it. I am surprised that pretty much everyone 
on Facebook is on her side. I would have thought there would have been one or two people that have gone, oh, blimey, looks a bit, oh, it's a bit. But no, not one of you. You are all in support of it. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Uh, let me just do a few more comments. Um, whoever complains, says Lizzie, needs to be ashamed and reminded that because of their sacrifice, we have the freedom of speech. This lady can paint my fence any time. Um, and um, Penny says, it's great to see murals and art expressionism. Why is a plain fence any more pleasing than this? Keep the mural and allow more all over the country. People who complain are just nitpicking. Seriously, what harm is it doing? 08459 455 555. Let's get a bit of Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 Great North Road, that's looking very slow from the Comeworth turn off towards the Black, Black Cat roundabouts. That's because of the roadworks that are there. On the A421 Standing Way in Milton Keynes, that's looking slow in both directions between the Kingston roundabouts and uh, coming off the M1 Junction 13 into Milton Keynes. On the M1 towards London, it's looking slow around Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and the A1M southbound's very busy around Junction 6 for Welling Garden City as well. But looking at the train departure boards, no delays there at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Cat. Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC's Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The MP for Aylesbury says people in the town should be reassured by the report into Jimmy Savile's abuse of patients at Stoke Mandeville Hospital. David Liddington says it shows proper procedures are now in place, but told this programme there is no room for complacency. A school in Luton says it's very concerning to learn that some of its pupils appear to have taken legal highs. Six children from Leland's High School were taken to hospital yesterday morning after becoming unwell. And a mural supporting the armed forces on a fence in Stevenage may have to to be removed. The Borough Council says Elaine Worsley should have got permission before painting the fence in York Road. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool and Tottenham are both out of the Europa League, but Everton are through to the last 16. Liverpool lost on penalties in Turkey to Besiktas after losing 1-0 on the night. Spurs lost 2-0 in Italy to go out 3-1 to Fiorentina, but Everton beat Swiss side Young Boys 3-1 for a 7-2 aggregate win. Ahead of tomorrow's championship trip to Leeds, Watford have signed former Juventus and Roma defender Marco Motta. The full-back has played once for the Italian national side. The Hornets played four centre-backs in defence in midweek. Here's assistant manager Dean Austin. We achieved our objective the other night. Two objectives, really. One was to keep a clean sheet, the second one was to win the game. Will it be the same on Saturday? Who knows? We've been analysing Leeds and what they do. We'll see. But what's good from our point of view is that we've shown that we're flexible. In League One, MK Dons go to managerless Coventry with new loan signing from Chelsea, Lewis Baker, set to feature. Ahead of the League Two game at home to Accrington, Luke manager John Still will have fresh talks with Mark Cullen today following a transfer bid. The leading scorer was dropped last weekend, so will he be involved tomorrow if he isn't sold? The short answer to that is I don't know. I, I didn't use him last Saturday because having spoken to him, you know, I didn't feel that Mark was... You know, he might say he was, but I, I didn't feel that he was. So that's why that decision was made. But we'll make a decision, really, on what we feel is the right thing to do. 
Also in League Two, Wickham hosts Stevenage with the Borough boss Graham Westley playing down excitement about teenager Ben Kennedy, who scored three times in two games. I'm bored with the whole idea that we keep talking about individuals. Stevenage Football Club is bigger than Graham Wesley. It's bigger than Ronnie Henry. It's bigger than um, any of us. I'm sick to death with, of hearing the same names, you know, when they've played very small parts in the season so far. And in rugby, ahead of Sunday's trip to Leeds, Bedford have re-signed scrum half Luke Baldwin on loan from Bristol. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties You say eight. It might be two or three minutes early. Sorry, Simon, I realised I went to that bulletin way early. It was like about 7.23 or something when that bulletin started. Wild. So sorry, I was all over the shot with my timings. I, I can imagine um, uh, Mr Oxley doing a, a mad little panic <laughs> upstairs. He never panics, he's unlockable. He's as, he's as cool as a cucumber, but uh, that, um, I, I shocked myself when I looked at that. He'd been talking for ages and it wasn't even half past yet. Just, just gather our thoughts for a second, shall we? If, um... All right, let's do this. Song calling me down the road is where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style
So, a uh, quick recap of what we're talking about. Ever had a letter from Yoko Ono? Ever had a card or a letter from a celebrity? Wasn't Ry- uh, uh, Rybina good when she was telling us about letters from Ray Davies? She's excellent, but it sounds like she didn't give him much option but to start <laughs> writing back. <because laughs> oh, no, don't. Oh, I've interviewed him. He's the grumpiest man in the world, and I used to live near him, and you'd um, always see him coming out with snappy snaps. Um, ever had to run for your... photographer. <laughs> yes. Ever had to run for your life? Uh, someone ever done a wee or a whoopsie in your garden? And high fives. Boy, don't they suck. I hate a high five. I prefer a low ten. Uh, what, what, have we got, have we got any taxes? Yeah, we've got some here. Let's have some... T- oh, on the mural, of course. The mural. Elaine's mural. It's on the Facebook page. The, the tide is slightly turning on the Facebook page. Most people are in agreement that they, they think it looks good and shame on the council. But there are a few uh, more recent comments. Uh, if it's her house, says Andy, happy days. But if it's a council house, she can't do it. Um, I wouldn't want something near me. Looks tacky, says Fraser. And uh, Buster says, nice sentiment, but it looks a bit amateurish. Oof. Uh, Pat says, the council has listened to one person who's complained about this war mural. So, Muriel. 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 <laughs> so now, more than one has supported this artistic work. It should not need permission. Majority rules are not the pathetic minority. Pat, no, that's not the rules, though, is it? Um, and Nick... Would you want that on the house next door to you? Permission to speak freely, sir? No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. And I liked Elaine. I didn't think I was going to get on with Elaine, but I thought she was, I thought she was very funny and I thought she made her point excellently. You can see why she did it. You can see why she did it. The sentiment is right and, um, and boy, oh boy, she's passionate and she, I think she's great and we will get her on, whichever way this goes, we'll get her back, either to celebrate or commiserate. Would I want it on the house next door to me? No. Nick wouldn't either. The mural is bobbins. Oh. <laughs> sentiment can be expressed in many ways. Maybe we don't want to be reminded of war every day. Paint is permanent as our bricks. Both can well. be removed. Maybe I'll come and paint a scene of Jews starving at Auschwitz to remember them. Um, I, well, it, it, the, the, it's not remembering war, it's remembering those that have fallen. And there is a significant difference. Although the two are intrinsically linked, it's significantly different. Um, I have no response to your comment about starving Jews. But thanks for sending it. Richard's in Dunstable. Morning, Richard. Good morning, hi. What would you like to say? I just said that um, I think councillors like MPs and civil servants and local government officials yeah. need to have emblazoned on their desk this little thing. Rules are there for the guidance of the wise, the obedience of the foolish. And if the mural, and I, I'm sitting in my car, um, so I haven't seen it, but... Um, if it's not harming anybody, so be it. Is it because the council haven't spent thousands of pounds on planning committees um, and their expenses and then making up their minds and going back to make up their minds, all on expenses, of course, and then, uh, then agreeing to it or not? And then them deciding that they would employ artists at thousands of pounds. Is that not the case? But um, in, in simple little things, it's not harming anybody and it should apply. Rules are there for the guidance and the obedience of fools. Richard, it's about 12 foot long. Uh, it's about 15 giant uh, poppies on there. They're huge. Yeah, and a couple of yeah. other bits and pieces, and we all remember them written on there. Would you want that on the house next door to you? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, as, as, uh, as, as an old soldier, 
um, I would. I, I don't think I would find that offensive you go because, for it. Um, basically, because um, you know we we unfortunately we hear enough. This you know this this uh, this go, this uh, the, the military covenants, which is not working at all, um, and little things like that. People have to be reminded um, of, of you know uh, uh, fallen comrades, and um, no, I, I don't think it. Would would affect me personally, and I don't think it would affect anybody else. As I say, it's just a a person, um, yeah. you know, um, who's, who's trying to remember. Richard, I, I really appreciate your call. Thank you very much indeed. I am surprised at the way this has gone. That most of you are in support of it. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Hannah's in Stukeley. Good morning, Hannah. Hello. How are you this morning? You're right. Good, thank you. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Why aren't you in school, Hannah? Uh, it's not school time yet. What time does school start? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock? Yes. School should start at seven o'clock. No! Yes, totally. OK, then why aren't you polishing your shoes? Because I'm phoning you. <laughs> Don't cheat me, young lady. Don't, don't get on the wrong side of me, Hannah in Stukeley, age nine. Uh, what have you called in for, Hannah? I got... I wrote to the Queen, and I also got a reply from one of her ladies-in-waiting. Oh, blimey, really? What did you What did you write to the Queen? If you'd be my pen pal. <laughs> That's the coolest thing ever. Why would you want the Queen as a pen pal? I bet she's quite boring. No, she isn't. <laughs> what does she do that's interesting? Um, Prince George. She didn't do... That was, that was Kate that did Prince George. <laughs> She's the grandmother. She's the grandmother, yeah, but grandmothers... Are, well, OK, so so you wanted to be... Uh, is it just because you, you, you kind of... Um, you, you're what, but seven, eight years older than Prince George and you're thinking maybe in about 20 years' time that you might you might have a shoe in there with him? Yes. Yeah, we go, Hannah! I like the way you're working. <laughs> so you wrote to the Queen... This is brilliant. You wrote to the Queen... Asking her to be your pen pal, she didn't write back. The lady in waiting did. What did she say? Is she up for it? Um. Uh, oh. Uh, I. No. Did she blow you out? Yes. Oh man. You, how, how did that make you feel, Hannah? Um, I'm happy because I got a reply. Yeah. A little bit sad. Yeah. Keep that letter. Uh, make sure you... Because uh, I got letters, not from the Queen or from a lady-in-waiting, but I got letters like that when I was your age, and I chucked them away. Keep that, because that's a brilliant thing to have. Who are you going to work on next, then? Wait, wait, what, what angle are you going to take to try and get to Prince George? The Prime Minister. Good one. David Cameron. <laughs> um, maybe wait until after May, because it, it, it may or may not be him, and you don't want to waste any letters. <laughs> But right, do, do why uh, uh, is it just the royal family that you're interested in? You 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 just want to make uh, headway with Prince George, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, Hannah, thank you. I wish you the very very best of luck. Try Kate or try Auntie Pippa. Who's she? Exactly. Pippa is her is is the baby's auntie, Kate's sister. Because she doesn't really do a lot. She just, like, goes to parties and stuff. So she'll have loads of time to be, um, to be a pen pal. <laughs> go for... Hannah, go for Pippa. Well, what, what have you got at school today? Um, well, I've got my spelling test. Oh, yeah. What kind of words have you got to spell? Well, they're quite easy ones, because... 
Um, I've only got four. It's what? rain, like the Queen rains. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the I others. can't remember the others! All right, how do you spell remember? R-E... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's that in the... Bu- Did someone just tell you the answer? Nope. I heard someone whisper. Uh, Who's there? Who's there, Hannah? Who's there? My mum. Yeah, mum, button it. Be quiet. I can hear you. Hannah? R-E-M-E-D-E-R. Hannah, you you missed out a letter. I'm going to let you try it again. I'm going to let you try it again. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. This is good practice for this test today. Do it nice and slowly. Mum, be quiet. Do it nice and slowly, Hannah. Ra, a, ma, ba, ra. Right, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it together, okay? Do you wanna do it? Do you wanna do it ra or ah? Which way do you wanna do it? Ra. Ra. Okay. So, mum, be quiet. Ra. Ra. Then you do the next letter. A. Mhm. Yeah, go on. You do the next one. Ra, a. Yeah. B. Mm-mm-mm. There's another M. M. Yep. B. Yep. E. R. Yes, Hannah, you did it! Yay! <laughs> Go on. Now spell. Okay, this is a tough one. I'm not sure I can do this. Spell rain as in the Queen's reign. R. E. I. G-N. You yes. got it, Ooh. Hannah. Don't forget, don't forget the second M in remember. Okay, remember M. the second M. M M M M M. Can you give us a call on Monday and let us know how you got on? Okay. Hannah, speak to him. Oh man, tenth times. Remember. Remember the second M. That's going to stick inside her brain now. She's clever. Can I just? That, that's initiative. She wants to marry Prince George, and she's playing the long game. She's got like about another twenty years getting there with the grandmother. No. Grandmother's old. Yep. The mother or the auntie? Yeah, Auntie Pippa, I think, is the way. Yeah, and she probably had better stories. Yeah, Auntie, auntie, auntie Pippa. Um, we've had someone turn up for um, Open Door. Oh, they can come in. Oh. Who oh, is it? We told them the door was shut. Oh, have they gone? Yeah. Okay, you can't come in. We're not doing it anymore. We're not doing it anymore. I was. I meant to say, if anyone turns up, they can come in. But um, they've gone. So. But you said um, to tell them to jog on before. Well, I know, yeah, said, I know, but I, I said, thought... I don't want them turning up. I thought we might get a little bit of overhang. I thought we might get an overbite we did. on... Uh, who, who was it? To fella. What was his name? Don't know. Did you just send him away? I didn't. Kelly did. No, I didn't. Kelly Simon didn't. on News did. He said, uh-uh-uh, not coming in. And that's how he speaks when he's not doing the news. Uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. Unless they're still upstairs, in. then maybe I can go and get them. I think it's too late. I think they've been turfed out. Well, oh, that's awkward, isn't it? Well, I'm, I do apologise. Well, Simon's a bouncer at the weekend, so he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's a swinger, I thought. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound, that's looking very slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. It's also looking quite busy on the M1 towards London around Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. On, in Brickettwood on the North Circular Road, that's looking very busy around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. But no reports of any problems on the M25. In Hemel Hempstead, the A41 southbound's looking very busy between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off at Two Waters Road towards the M25. And on the A421 standing way in Milton Keynes, that's looking very slow in both directions around the Kingston roundabout with the roadworks there in place. Looking at the train departure boards, no delays showing up there at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Yet yeah, someone has spotted what I spotted on that uh, memor- that mural. Well, someone has, has written, it's quite aggressively, it looks flipping rubbish, mate. The soldier looks like he's wearing tights. 
Go and have a look. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. What do you think? 7.46. It's uh, Friday. Hang on a second. I'm nowhere near ready for this. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. 7.46, Friday the 27th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The MP for Aylesbury says people in the town should be reassured by the report into Jimmy Savile's abuse of patients at Stoke Mandeville Hospital. David Liddington says it shows proper procedures are now in place. A school in Luton says it's very concerning to learn that some of its pupils appear to have taken legal highs. And a mural supporting the armed forces on a fence in Stevenage may have to be removed. Now she's following me on Twitter. Perhaps Alina will get my name right, although she may have been looking for a bloke called Stuart. Let's find out. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. I am truly sorry, Ian. I'm going to get it right this time. Bless uh, a you. Cold start, <laughs> cold start this morning. Touch of frost, but a fine and dry day ahead. Lots of blue sky and sunshine. A fresher field to the past few days with a high of 8 Celsius. An early dip in temperature tonight under clear skies before cloud increases from the west. And this will bring some light and patchy rain by dawn. Not as cold tonight, though. Lows of 4 or 5 Celsius. A cloudy, milder day tomorrow. Some light rain and drizzle around in the morning, but becoming drier and a little bit brighter in the afternoon. Highs of 10 or 11 Celsius, but Wet and windy overnight, a spell of persistent rain, a strengthening, if not gale force, west or northwesterly wind, and a windy day with further gales on Sunday. Some sunny spells, but also one or two showers. And on Monday and Tuesday, a colder feel to the new week with some showers coming and going, but settling down for the middle of next week. And Ian, that's your forecast. Thank you very much, Alina. Thank you. Hey, some uh, great comments on the Facebook page about this mural. I will come to them after we've heard about... Oh, no. On Inside Out, we ask what's going on in our surgeries. We investigate why so many doctors are leaving general practice, why medical students seem reluctant to take their place, and what that means for us as patients. And a friendship that spans 70 years, a World War II US veteran returns to a hero's welcome. That's Inside Out with me, David Whiteley, Monday, 7.30 on BBC One. Well, OK, so the, the picture of the mural was on Facebook and it's kind of started. Does she live in an ethnic area by any chance, says Ian? Then Adam has done... <laughs> Adam Gale, what are you on about? Who owns the fence? Biased reporting to get a response based on less than half the facts. BBC again. If it's not her fence, then the discussion is moot. What? <laughs> what, are you t- what are you talking about? We've... S- Adam... I put that point to her that it was a council fence and that the rules are very strict on what you could do. <laughs> Who owns the fence? Biased reporting to get a response based on less than half the facts. BBC again. If it's not her fence, the discussion is moot. What, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Adam. I've got to click on a picture of Adam to see what he looks like. Oh, he looks like um, 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 that Cockney actor holding a gun. OK, right. Um, right, OK, and then he's... Yeah, OK. And he's got a picture of a pig with big testicles on his page. That kind of sums it up. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. It's much appreciated. Um, um, uh, Nick says, someone should call the Guinness Book of Records as the poppy held by the lady on the left is record-breaking. Never mind the soldier wearing tights. It looks like he's about to wee on the cross, says Phil. Um, get rid of it, paint over it, it looks awful. Is she a self-seeking publicist? There are other ways of remembering the fallen. If everyone along the street does the same and painted their own designs, it would look awful. Which this does, said David. Um, when final one, April says, I do not care either way, it's not my fence, it's quite good as art goes, so why not let it stay? 
go and have a little look at that. Dealer! That is some intro. You disgust me. Sorry? You disgust me. I did, when did I disgust you? Reporting, the way you're reporting this one, you disgust me. <laughs> Seriously. So, well, if you're going to have a pop at the BBC, there are no, plenty yeah. of things you can pop at the BBC for, Mr Gale, but the, this is a one of them, you plum. You're not a plum. Hey, by the way, we can play later on who wants to do the longest dealie. Oh. <laughs> who, who can do the longest dealie? Well, yeah. that game is always uh, open for business. Should have timed that one. That's never going to get longer than that. Oh, uh, that was... that was, that was, uh, that was train. It wasn't even trying, mate. That uh-huh. was practice. I didn't even do my uh, special breathing technique. That was, that was a baby dealie. <laughs> Impressive. Imagine a baby dealie. Oh, oh, poor thing. What? What do you mean, poor thing? Now, Justin. What? We had a, a phone call earlier in the week about a killer panther... Roaming the streets. Yes. Pat in Houghton Regis got in touch. He said his wife Deborah and his sister-in-law Rosalind had been chased. They had to run for their lives by a panther. Have a listen to this. As the sister-in-law looked in the distance, she saw this cat there. My wife saw it sort of sitting, sitting up, if you like, with a longish kind of neck, looking at them, and all of a sudden the cat started to go towards them. Oh, yeah. That's when my sister-in-law oh, started yeah. to scream and panic and... Uh, told my wife to get to the car quick, and they rushed back to the car, locked themselves in, looked back, and it's gone. Well, it started the, the big phone in the other day, have mm. you ever had to run for your life? And we'll come to some of those calls in a moment. But, Justin, mm. you... Uh, uh, I don't know what your views on Panthers are. I know you don't like dolphins for their arrogance. Yep. I know you don't like the later Beatles because they got arrogant. Uh, uh, Panthers, where do you stand on them? I think they are a bit arrogant. Yeah. I, think, I think in this case, certainly they are arrogant because they, they were playing almost uh, with these two sisters. Sisters, why oh, they, they, they were playing well, now. They, they, there's more than one, is there? Okay, this panther in question was playing with the two sisters. Facts, not fiction, Justin. Okay. Facts, not fiction. So, boss, what I've done, um, you, you sent me out on this one this week, and at first I was a bit terrified, but uh, then I thought, you know what? If I am going to go, I'm doing something that I enjoy. So, I have been back to the scene twice this week with my camera and my binoculars looking for this arrogant panther. Yes. I met sisters Deb and Rosalind on the Barton Road in Stretley, and this is what happened. Ladies, here we are. We're in the field. We're on Panther Watch. For those that missed the conversation with Ian earlier this week, you claim to have seen a big black panther in this field, and you claim that it chased you. Yeah, we saw the black panther come out of the scrub along a line of trees, and then it went back in, and we went. I went up the road, and Deborah followed me, and uh, we looked across at the end of the trees, and the black panther started to come out, and it had a really long neck, and then it come out, its legs come out, and then it started to run, and we run like the wind. Yeah. We run like goodness knows what, and Deborah didn't think it was a panther. Uh, she thought it was a panther, but she didn't think it was coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you're, you're wearing the same outfit. Um, we can now see the zebra print leggings that uh, you're wearing today. You seem to think that these might have attracted uh, the beast. Well, I didn't realise I had them on till we got home, and when yeah. I looked down and I saw them, yeah. well, we laughed. We said, that's probably why it chased us. Yeah. It was terrifying, and we, we, we ran yeah. for our lives. I didn't think it was going to make the car. Well, thanks for coming back. I was here yesterday. Obviously, we're here again today. Sadly, ladies, I've, I've been looking for this Black Panther, but I, I can't see him. Well, I'm not surprised. It's really raining. Yeah. And I think they're hot creature countries, aren't they? Hot yeah. country creatures. It's, it's not great weather for a panther, no, is it? I don't think it's great weather for a panther. How has it changed your life? Do, do you feel lucky to be alive? 
you just realise there are other beasts on the planet, don't you? Beautiful animal. In a way, I do feel sorry for it because I would hate to think somebody would go out with a gun and try and shoot it. Now, ladies, what would you say to, to any of our listeners who say, come on, you two are barking mad? What would you say to those I'd people? say woof. What would you say? We know what we saw. I've spoken to a big cat expert. He's refused to make comment on your zebra print leggings. <laughs> Where did you get them from, by the way? My sister gave them to me for Christmas, my elder sister. He's refused to make comment on that, but he said there's every chance this could well be a Black Panther. Yeah. But like anything, the experts, they need evidence, and you were too busy running for your life. Yes. Why would you get your phone out or your camera out and take a photograph? Why would you do that? I know, because it would eat you. And I didn't have anything to beat it off. And I actually thought we were dead. I thought that I could see the headlines, two Houghton Regis women eaten by panther in Streetly. It really is uh, a very terrifying picture that uh, mm. was being painted there, Justin. Has anybody apart from these two uh, these two women seen this panther? Uh, no. Uh, oh, I went to the local pub in Stratley and spoke to locals. Here's what they had to say. Have you seen a black panther? I haven't, no. no. Is this panther yours? No, definitely not. Protecting the panther? No, I'm not protecting a panther. You are, come on, you are. I can tell, a psychologist would have a field day. Look at you, you're going all giggly. Is it your panther? Are you hiding the panther? No, I'm not, no. We're looking for a black panther in the fields. Have you seen one? No. Not, not seen anything suspicious or anything like that? No, nothing, sorry. Thanks, bro. Two ladies claim they saw a black panther this week and it chased them, and they seem to think it was their zebra print leggings which attracted the beast. Your reaction to that, please? That's quite possible. So I think they do like zebras. Yeah. Wow. So, so where are we? Where are we then, Justin? Well, what do we, we know about this? We know where. Uh, there's a oh. video on our Facebook page right now. Go and have a look. Um, the, the two ladies there, the two sisters in that video. I'm appealing because... You are very appealing. No, I'm very... <laughs> Seriously, huh? I, we, we need evidence, photographic evidence, but if you're being chased by a panther, why would you suddenly think, oh, let's take a photograph? I do believe there are black panthers out there. If you have seen one, mm. uh, we had an email saying that somebody saw something similar in Clophill a few months ago. If you have seen, or you think you've seen, yes. a black panther, please call the panther hotline right now, 08459 455 555. Justin, thank you. It's a good video. It's on the Facebook page as well. Uh, Adam, I can't I can't keep arguing with you on, Twi on Facebook, mate. I'm, I'm busy doing a radio show. He's going, is it her fence or the council's fence? Without sitting and listening to the rerun, you've missed out a key element in your strap line designed to elicit a response. Who complained? Summarise the report correctly and people can comment appropriately. I've replied, Adam, it's a radio show. The question is, what do you think? So, Adam, what do you think? Then someone said that Adam was owned. Owned? Hardly! If you want to be a sheep that takes the first shot, facts them, feel free. Force them to expand on a biased emotional statement and then comment, oh, yes, I did 22 years in the forces, coming away with eight medals and a pension, so my angle is only one of balance. I think that once the BBC finally goes commercial and we stop funding it, you'll be flipping burgers. So, who owns the fence? Council. Council owns it, Adam. Biggers is on the line. Morning, Biggers. Hello. Ian, my old fruit, my old china. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing all right, fella. What you got? Super duper. I've got a couple of things for you. And you were talking the other day about um, bands that had two sets of drums. Yes. Gary Glitter and I think you said Adam Nance, didn't you? Yes. Um, was Bow Wow Wow one as well? Bow Wow Wow had two sets of drums, yes. Yeah, that's, um, and then the other thing, mate, you just done a long note. You just sung a long note. Yeah. Do you know who holds the record for the longest note on record? 
Who holds the record for the longest note on record? Is it actually on a record or on record? It's on the record and it's on the CD. And it's, I think it's a 70s song. Here's a clue for you. A 70s song? Is it Phil Collins? What song are you thinking of? <laughs> oh, I know exactly what song it is. Go on, then, mate. I'm going to sing it for you. You ready? Go on. You ready for it? Oh, you're going to cut me off, aren't you? No, 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 no. I'm going to play it. Here we go. <laughs> You cheeky! I nearly swore then. Love you all, mate. Ta-ta, mate. Ta-ta. I could have done that as well. I tell you what. I tell you what. We'll play. I nearly swore then, Boiler. You gotta be careful. You nearly pressed my swear button. We'll play that later. Sing along with us. Heads, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Great North Road, it's looking very busy around the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. In Milton Keynes, that's looking quite busy too. The A421 standing way is slow in both directions around the Kingston roundabout through the roadworks. And in Bradenham Road in West Wickham, that's looking very busy in both directions near the A40. Looking at the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise is slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross towards Junction 16 for the M40. And the A1M southbound is very slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. No reports of any delays on the trains. Smart the Bruff, BBC Three Counties radio thank you very much indeed if you want to sing along with us we can do that for the last hour of the show who can sing the bill withers note the longest me you or um, um oh yeah bill withers local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Aylesbury MP reassured by Savile report. Pupils at Luton School hospitalised after taking legal highs and dispute over fence mural in Stevenage. BBC Three Counties Radio. The MP for Aylesbury says people in the town should be reassured by the report into Jimmy Savile's abuse of patients at Stoke Mandeville Hospital. David Liddington says it shows proper procedures are now in place but told this programme there's no room for complacency. I mean, what was... I think reassuring for local people who use Stoke Mandeville, I and my family do, is to see, first of all, that Savile's behaviour was being challenged uh, from the early 90s. And then the report looked at the situation today, um, the hospital's uh, approach and the national rules now, and it said, actually, you know, these now do all meet the standards we would expect, but you know, no reason for complacency, because there will always be wicked people. A school in Luton says it's very concerning to learn that some of its pupils appear to have taken legal highs. Six children from Leland's High School were taken to hospital yesterday morning after becoming unwell. More from Jane Killick. Bedfordshire police believe the six teenagers took a so-called legal high early in the morning before going to school. They were taken to hospital but have since been discharged and are expected to make a full recovery. The head teacher of Leland's, John Burridge, has written to parents to say the school will be liaising with families 
and police over the matter. Labour is to give details of how it would cut university tuition fees to £6,000 a year if it won the general election. It's thought the policy would be funded by reducing pension tax relief for high earners. The former pop star Gary Glitter is due to be sentenced today for a series of sex attacks on three girls in the 1970s, including one at a Watford nightclub involving a 13-year-old. He's facing a maximum term of life imprisonment. Councillors in central Bedfordshire have voted to go to the High Court to challenge the recent decision of a government planning inspector. The inspector found the council had failed in its duty to cooperate with neighbouring Luton Borough Council in finding areas for new homes. A mural supporting the armed forces on a fence in Stevenage may have to be removed. The Borough Council says Elaine Worsley should have got permission before painting the council-owned fence in York Road. Elaine says the council has overreacted. It's paint. Paint is not a permanent fixture. So, I mean, had I have built a big extension or something, then it... I would have understood needing permission, but it didn't occur to me for one second that I would need permission for paint. Motorists who've been charged with minor driving offences will soon be able to enter their plea online. Up until now, they've had to send a letter or attend court. In sport, ahead of tomorrow's championship trip to Leeds, Watford have signed former Juventus and Roma defender Marco Motta. The fullback has played once for the Italian national side, and Liverpool and Tottenham are both out of the Europa League, but Everton are through to the last 16. The weather a cold and frosty start followed by sunny spells all day a maximum temperature 8 degrees celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties morning ian lee bbc three counties radio panthers savile murals yoko cards toilets gardens and sing along a withers this and significantly less coming up in the last hour of the show. Oh wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five, sir. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Having some great bants with uh, Adam Gale on uh, Twitter. Um, uh, on Facebook, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm telling him to call in. And he says, I can't call in, I'm at work. I can sneak a Facebook... I can't sneak a call. And I went, all right, Adam, yeah, whatever. Oh, <laughs> you need to either kiss and get it over with or leave it out. All right, mate, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll buy the line about you, you You can't make a phone call, mate. OK, yeah, sure. Mm, I'm having chicken for my lunch. Delicious. John's on the line. Morning, John. Good morning to you. What you got, fella? Um, talking about Black Panthers, I haven't actually seen a Black Panther, but driving home from a gig in the early hours, one, uh, one early one morning, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Watford, but we have a road called Green Lane. Yes, I know Green Lane, yes, yes, yes. Yes, and uh, just as I was approaching the downhill stretch, yeah. I saw about 50 yards in front of me, which looked what looked like a Labrador, same colour, same size, yeah. walking across the road. So it was a Labrador. I thought someone's dog's got out. Then he went up and over a six-foot fence. Yeah. Labradors aren't known for that. So you, well, hang on, but did it look like a Labrador? It, from a, at first glance, it from was the same colour and size. Yeah. But then he went up and over a six-foot... What, are you uh, thinking, lion? No, but he's oh. thinking panther, mate. Don't, he's thinking a panther. Did you... Uh, when you saw it do that... I'm thinking he's lion. No, don't... Oh, no, oh cheap shot. I'm sorry about that, John. <laughs> when you saw it, uh, this dog transform into a panther and leap a, a fence, you must have been terrified. I, 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 was, I was certainly surprised that I pulled over and informed the local authorities straight away. And, and what did they do? Send out a hit squad? 
Um, no, but it, there were several other sightings, and it was gradually moving north. So the last, oh. I think the last sighting we heard on that particular colour of animal was Tring. Where, and where, how long ago was this, then? Um, it was going back about, uh, oh, about four years. So there could be a whole uh, litter of these things. There could be, because uh, I'm not convinced that if one escapes from a zoo, that they would actually make it known. No, no, of course they wouldn't. Quite, uh, well, I've heard the theories before, because they, it comes and goes. It, usually during those summer holidays, we'll get some uh, big cat sightings. And when we've spoken to people in the past, they said that there was um, an exotic pets act in, like, 1970-something mm. that led to a lot of people turning their animals loose. Oh, that's why there are loads of wild monkeys. People used to, used to be able to buy uh, monkeys as pets. You could just go into a shop and you, you, whereas you get like kittens in boxes, you'll get a monkey. You buy mon- That's why there are loads of wild monkeys. Where, where? In the woods. Which woods? I don't. In the woods of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. That is a fact. I've never had a monkey Mate, th- that is a fact. Why would they be wild though? They'd be house trained, wouldn't no, they? No, because they, they, they had to let go of them. Monkeys. It's the next yeah, they had to let them go because it was illegal to own monkeys and pets. John, what gig were you doing? Um, oh, crikey, where was I at the time? I can't remember now. I, I, I'm all over the country quite very frequently. Still am doing theatre shows and the like. You a bit of a singer? Um, a little bit of a singer, but I can't hold them out that long. Uh, uh, I was going to ask you, you don't fancy a singer along with us? Not, not without my sustain pedal. Yes, I've got the feathers to prove it. John, thank you very much indeed. It looks like we're all having chicken for lunch this afternoon. Johnny in Bedford is written in capital letters, so this has got to be important. He's shouting it. I saw a black panther in Great Denham near Bedford about five years ago, and there was also one spotted in Mosbury Golf Course in Brickell a few years before that. They're definitely out there. From Johnny in Bedford. He's, 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 it's in capitals because he's typing it as he's running for his life, <laughs> hoping that somebody, please, uh, will come and say... Uh, if you've ever had to run for your life, 08459 455 555. I'm surprised we've not got more response on that. Well, maybe some of them didn't make it. That's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a morbid uh, turn of events. Any other uh, texts while we uh, yeah, wait for uh, our next... Give us, give us a couple of texts. Uh, you know the person who turned up for um, open doors with the door shut? Oh, oh, yeah. It was Ev. Good morning, I just came to reception and you're not doing the come in and say hello anymore. You would have found out my real name. Oh, well, another time maybe. Ev. Uh, we should have let Ev in. I was going to say, if people just rock up... Um, but we're not doing it anymore, so don't do it next week. Yeah, no, we're not doing it anymore. Uh, you can't, you can't yeah. just keep going back and forth, Ian. Yeah, well, it turns out you can't. You can't. Uh, Lisa in Leighton Buzzard said, about seven to eight years ago, I saw a big cat, but it wasn't black, chasing a deer across some fields across the road between Leighton Buzzard and Ivinghoe. From oh. the way it ran, it was definitely a big cat. Wowzers. Well, you see, well yeah, my cat's a big cat. She's a big girl, but she's a cat. Hello. No, it yeah. was bigger than a little cat. It okay. was a big cat. Well, my cat's a big cat. Like a proper big cat. OK, well, well there you go. Well, that's, that's, that's exciting to know. Thank you very much. 81333. Start your text 3CR if you want to uh, get in touch about that. Now... Jimmy Savile in the news again. Uh, well, it turns out he, uh, we've had it confirmed, he abused 63 people connected to Stoke Mandeville Hospital. Uh, nine unof- unofficial complaints were made. One formal complaint was made and ignored. This is an independent report has discovered all of this. It found that many staff members considered Savile a sex pest amongst staff, but allegations probably didn't get to management level. The formal complaint, made in 1977 by a victim's father, should have been reported to police, it was added. A separate report said elements of the Savile story could happen again. 
joined now by Dan Davis, who met Savile on many uh, occasions and is author of... If, if you've got even the vaguest interest in this story, it's, it's essential reading, in plain sight, The Life and Lies of uh, Jimmy Savile. Dan, nice to speak to you again. Thanks very much for, for joining us. No problem. Uh, you me met Savile quite a few times. What was he like? Uh, Jimmy Savile could be many different things to many different people at many different times a day. I mean, that was part of his complex personality or what one psychologist describes as a dark triad of personality traits on the one hand he could be enigmatic charming charismatic you know and then within the sort of snap of fingers he could be rude cold calculating and 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 quite obnoxious how much freedom did he have at stoke mandeville he had his own apartment there didn't he he had uh, enormous freedom. I mean, from, you know, he, he turned up there in 68 or 69. Um, through the 70s and 80s, he had incredible freedom. David, there's a, there's a lot of very interesting detail in the report for for those that, that really want to put themselves through the ordeal of reading it. But um, David Clay, who was general manager of the National Spinal Injury Centre, which was the unit that Jimmy Savile, you know, built, he spearheaded the campaign to rebuild that and it opened in 1983. And uh, David Clay says clearly he got a lot of kudos from the new Spinal Injury Centre. When that was built, he behaved as if he was God in the place in an objectionable way. It was Jimmy Savile's kingdom. I mean, that really shows you... Um, what Jimmy Savile thought about his role at Stoke Mandeville. And he often talked to me about owning the bricks and mortar of Stoke Mandeville and, and taking on the NHS if they ever wanted to do anything to change it. He saw it as, as his own private fiefdom. And in the late 1990s, he even ended up in a sort of legal battle with the NHS Trust that, that did actually own the National Spinal Injury Centre over who owned it. Wow, really? His, his um, abuse seemed to diminish sort of in the early, mid-90s. Why was that? Was it because he was getting old? Were people getting close to him? What happened? I think it was a combination of him um, getting old and probably his health failing and not sort of travelling around the country with the same sort of, you know, nomadic uh, zeal that he that he used in the sort of 60s and 70s and 80s. I think it was a sense that people might have been getting closer. I mean, let's not remember, let's not forget that, I mean, especially in the 2000s, there were police complaints about him. And let's not forget also that in 2009, it was at Stoke Mandeville that the police interviewed, the Surrey police interviewed Jimmy Savile in his private office at Stoke Mandeville, and that was probably the closest um, that anyone ever came to nailing him. Um, so, yeah, I think that he sort of slowed down. I think that um, Stoke Mandeville got on top of his power and uh, managed to curtail it, so he didn't have the free reign that he did throughout the 70s and 80s and, and early 90s. And I think he's just started to d diminish as a frontline star. Uh, it's really interesting yesterday, the, an interview that was playing on, on Radio 4 with um, the girl whose father made the one official complaint. And when she told a nurse that Savile had abused her, the first nurse was very supportive and said, let me go and get the, the sister, I think it was. And the sister came in and, and just completely dismissed it. Don't you know who he is? Don't you know what he does for us here? Yeah, I mean, it's extraordinary, really, when you look back on it. I mean, but th then again, you know, in the 70s and 80s, Jimmy Savile was a high-profile fundraiser for Stoke Mandeville. Um, I mean, particularly um, from 1980 onwards. Um, and also, there were people in power at the hospital. There were people high up who were saying, look, Jimmy Savile must be, a, you know, he must be sort of accommodated. People must let him do his thing. He's a sort of force for good at this hospital. And it was very difficult, I think, for um, nurses to report him. But it's still shocking to see that, you know, a victim has come forward to say, look, this guy's done this to me. And she was told to, you know, be quiet, silly girl. You don't know what this guy does for the hospital. I mean, that is truly shocking. What should happen now, Dan? 
I don't know. I mean, I think that the, the, the lack of accountability in all the NHS reports that have been published over the last eight or ten months is... Um, is very depressing. Um, I really hope that the CSA inquiry that now has a head um, appointed the, the New Zealand judge, I really hope that that gets to the bottom of some of the stuff that's been going on in society over a very long period of time. And I just hope that really society can sort of heal from this because it's been a pretty horrific period for everybody. Uh, the book is In Plain Sight, The Life and Lies of Jimmy Savile. It's a, it's a, a horrible book to read. It's really hard work, but it's, it's incredible. You, you've done good work. What are you working on now, Dan? Uh, I am working on another book on a very uh, separate subject and hopefully something a lot lighter. Good, good. I know the book I'd like you to write, but maybe we'll talk about that one day. Dan, really nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Dan Davis. And um, it's, it, I mean, it's a really grim book and it's normally I can fly through a book. I lent it to you, Catherine. It took you months to read. It took me ages because I, it was an endurance thing, wasn't it? And you part kind of, of reading me... it thinking, do I want to read this? Well, yeah, and, uh, but we were both questioning, why are we reading this? Uh, is it kind of some kind of mawkish, uh, uh, d- 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 um, you know, fascination? And it, it, I guess it's because it's just so incredible that this man got away with so much. And it just says a lot about society, about Britain, about celebrity, uh, about, you know people who are completely flipping nuts and yet hold a hypnotic sway over a nation. And it turned out he was dropping hints and saying it out loud to people all the time. He was doing a charity gig and he said, I don't want any payment, all I want is six young girls in a tent with me. And he got six young girls in a tent with him. Absolutely nuts. Travel news for beds, hards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Great Missenden, Rignall Road has been partially blocked by an accident at the junction for Broomhill Road and that's because the car skidded on ice. In West Wickham and Bradenham Road, that's looking very slow near the A40. And looking at the speed sensors in North Watford on the A41, that's looking very slow southbound around the Dome Roundabout. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very busy from junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. And the A1M southbound is very slow around junction 7 for Stevenage. On the train departure boards, no major delays showing up there at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. 8.16, it's Friday the 27th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The MP for Aylesbury says people in the town should be reassured by the report into Jimmy Savile's abuse of patients at Stoke Mandeville Hospital. David Liddington says it shows proper procedures are now in place. A school in Luton says it's very concerning to learn that some of its pupils appear to have taken legal highs and a mural supporting the armed forces on a fence in Stevenage may have to be removed. If you want to have a look at the mural, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. BBC Three Counties Radio. What time do you call this? <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you doing? Are you having a cheeky fag or something? No, huh? no, but, uh, you know, sculpting this sculpting. masterpiece, it doesn't happen overnight. No, no it, it doesn't. Takes, uh, Whereas we literally throw this rubbish together. You actually do a thing, it's a word I heard yesterday, preparation. Preparation. Wowzers. Yes, we've been uh, preparing this wonderful introduction well, to my show. Let's hear what you got. Yeah? Yeah, let's, let's, oh, just, gosh, let's just dive now, straight in. I just realised I've now bigged this up. Completely. If, if it's not good enough... It's never not good enough. It's always top-notch. Thanks. By the way, I like that shirt today. Thank you. That's, uh, that's not a barbecue shirt, is it? No. No. That's a picnic shirt. Are we going on a picnic? You want to go on a picnic? Are we going on a picnic? Let's go on a picnic to Dunstable Downs. Have you been to Dunstable Downs? No, I have not. It's lovely. 
What county do you summer, live in? In, uh, in the summer, Dunstable Downs is beautiful. Just tell me the county and I will find out the rest. I'm, I'm not giving you any information whatsoever. Unbelievable. <laughs> By the way, um, Catherine and I, we drove to Coventry yesterday. Did you? And on my radio... Why would you do that? No, uh, it's a long story. On my radio, I have pretty much all of the BBC local radio stations tuned in on oh, various yeah. buttons. Yes. They're good, aren't they? Can I just say that my listeners and your listeners are very, very lucky. Uh, very, very lucky. I couldn't possibly comment. No, of course you couldn't. But you're lit between 9 and 12, but you're very, very lucky to have Jonathan really? and Smith. Yes. Oh. I summon... <laughs> All of them are... <laughs> are they really? <laughs> just, they're, you know, they're very oh, lucky to have you. Right. Yes, oh, that's very, That's very nice of you. Thanks very, very much. Very lucky. Very kind of you to say. Yeah, honestly, it's really, it really is a treat. What is on your show? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, I'll be uh, listening to your recipes and knitting patterns. Is that what you, the kind of thing you were listening oh. to? <laughs> no, no, for a minute you thought I'd be like some of the others there, didn't you? Yes, that's... that's... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> from <laughs> the look on your face. OK, so there was a story in the paper yesterday uh, about... Um, it's a made-up story about how there'll be head transplants in two years. There won't. It's a made-up story. But there was, you know, so... What, so they were talking about that? There was a, one station um, was doing a phone-in between 11 and 12 about that. Right. They had a quadriplegic woman on. What did she think about it? Would she want to have it done? Did she miss having arms and legs? Right. And then they had a vicar on talking about the spirituality of it and the ethics of it. And, and where well, where does your spirituality actually lie? Is it in your head or, or is it in your body? An hour of that. Oh, that sounds like a pile of pants. Doesn't it? It's rubbish. It was, uh, it was a little bit. It was a little bit. Well, hopefully my show won't be rubbish Here from nine this morning. I'm going to be asking on the big phone in today, why do you think some young Muslims don't seem to like life in Britain? He was known as Jihadi John, but now we know the IS executioner is Mohammed Mwazi. He was schooled in London, graduated from the University of Westminster. His dad drives a cab. People who knew him as a boy say he was light-hearted and liked playing video games, S-Club 7, football, chips, The Simpsons and practising martial arts. He lived in Queen's Park. A former teacher from the school he attended has told journalists he was a diligent, hard-working, lovely young man. Mm. How he went from London schoolboy to a militant murderer remains unclear. But he's not the only young British Muslim to leave the UK to join radicals in Syria. Well, from nine this morning, I want your reaction to this. Why do you think some young Muslims don't seem to like life in Britain? 08459 455 555 for your call. Thank you very much indeed. Sounds excellent. Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of oh, it's chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of oh. the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly and they do not appeal. Overweight people are being ignored, humiliated and insulted on a regular basis. When you're in the supermarkets, people watching what you're picking up and passing comments. Can I ask you, Claudette, what does it cost to have a cycle of IVF when you decide, well, I have to have children? It all totaled uh, to nearly £25,000. When you're in such a low and desperate place, you'll do anything. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, Adam Gale on, on Facebook. Come, come get a life. Grow up. I'm not going to argue with like a 15... Go, go and do some work, mate. I'm not arguing with like a 15-year-old schoolgirl, for goodness sake. 
didn't put it with Council House or not on there. Any 15-year-old schoolgirls listening, apologies for that. By the way, it's Kelly that didn't put it was a, was a Council House, so it's not me. I'm not passing... Do you want me to add it on? I can do it. Can you? Of course I can. Yeah, go on, and then we'll say it was there all the time. What? Do, what OK. It's a Council House. Yeah. <laughs> say it, we'll say it was there all the time, Adam. What are you talking about? Uh, we're talking about the, the uh, uh, this uh, mural that's painted on a fence that's on a council house, and the Stevenage woman is furious. Elaine Worsley, who we spoke to earlier, is furious after she's been, she's been told she might have to remove it, and it's created as a tribute to the armed forces. She says she will fight to keep it on her fence, even though the council have told her it may have to be painted over following a complaint. Well, one of those supporting her campaign is Mark Williams, who runs the Armed Forces Veterans and Families Information Centre in Stevenage. Morning, Mark. Good morning. Uh, good to talk to you again. We sent you the picture of the mural. What do you make of it? Yeah, well, I think it's, it's a lovely bit of respect for um, our armed forces who've sacrificed their lives, uh, and it's a lovely work of art. Is it? I get. Well, there are two issues here. One is it's a council property, and 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 you can't do what you want to council properties. I guess the other thing is it, is it an appropriate place to to have it, Mark? It's not in anybody's face. It's in a cul-de-sac for one. Uh, like I heard, the neighbours, none of the neighbours have complained, um, and whoever this person who has complained, I I personally think uh, if they're, if they're as brave as these people who sacrificed their lives make themselves publicly known and give us the valid reason what the problem is. Could you understand... I mean, <laughs> would you want something like that next door to you, I guess, is the question? Yes, definitely. You would? Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for the people who uh, sacrificed their lives for the country. I served in forces for nearly 16 years and lost some good friends. I suppose, and most of the most of the people on the Facebook page have, have agreed. There have been a few that said, "I looks a bit naff," and it's a council property. You got to do what the council says. But most people have um, a, a, agreed that it's probably a worthy message. Someone has complained. Why do you think they might do that? I haven't got no reason whatsoever why someone would complain. Mm. Um, like uh, Elaine said, the, the neighbours don't, don't have a problem with it, so. Whoever it was might have just been in passing, took a photo and decided that's inappropriate, but it's not whatsoever inappropriate. Um, and I can't see a valid reason, if anything. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer the council to have paid for the paint, to have it painted myself, you know, in that, paid for, the, you know, all the colours and everything, and Elaine shouldn't have paid out of her own pocket. It should have been done anyway. So. What's your message to the council, Mark? The council, well, hopefully... They won't take no no further action against it. Leave it the way it is. It's not cause. It's not upsetting anybody except for apparently one person. And remember, they signed the community covenant. So the other boroughs of Hertfordshire, they've all signed the community covenant with regards um, the well-being and looking after the armed forces, veterans, and families in our community. So I can't see a major problem. How's all. your how's the, the the centre going in Stevenage, Mark? You 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 busy? Yes, it's going very well. Very, Excellent. very well. Well, listen, it's, it's good to talk to you, and uh, I'm sure we'll get you on at some point in the future as well. Thank you very much indeed. That's Mark Williams, uh, who uh, runs the Armed Forces uh, Veterans and Families Information Centre in Stevenage. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We have updated the Facebook page. It now says it's a council property. So, Adam, instead of arguing with me, answer the question. What do you think about it? 
<sighs> Bus driver Jay had to run for his life. Yeah. I've got a text about it. Oh, yeah, go on. We're asking if you ever had to run for your life. When I was about 15, me and a couple of mates was walking through Welling Garden City one night and some lad stroke teen pushed past us. Yeah. So my mate said something to him that sort of was like, try and do that again. And we ran after him and he gave us a two-finger sign around the corner. We was faced by 20-plus youths who he was with. Yeah, Let's yeah. just say we had to run for hey, our lives. There's always... Uh, this is a phone-in. This is a phone. We can do it for the last half hour because the kids are in school or on their way to school. When have you regretted flipping someone the finger? When it, when has the finger backfired on you? Because we've all done it. We've all done it. <laughs> we've all flicked the finger, thinking, yeah. Well, it, it's um, it's the in betweeners, isn't it? It's leaning out the window at the mm. bus stop. It's that kind of thing. You thought you could get away with something, flipping the finger, and then they've pulled up in the car next to you, or they've caught up with you on their bike, or whatever it is. Red light. Yeah. The yeah. red light will always that. change. Yeah. My friend was driving. And these the ones that were driving naked. Yep, it's exactly the same girl. <laughs> she sounds like <laughs> filth. She's a- She's brilliant. Um, and someone cut her up, so she beeped, she swore, she flicked the finger, got closer, and it was her boss. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Right, OK, when has... When has um, uh, well, let's say, let's say swearing, because that covers everything. Uh, when has swearing backfired on you? 08459 455 555. There was that story in the paper, wasn't there, last week? That a guy on Twitter had made oh, this, this comment about great. being pushed past by someone on the uh, tr- tube. Someone pushed past and told him to F off out the way. Yeah, he was in a hurry, it turns out, for an interview with that guy. With that guy, <laughs> with this guy. And he, he didn't, didn't get, get the job. The job. <laughs> Ian's in Tring. Morning, Ian. Good morning, Ian. <laughs> what you got for us, boss? Well, big cat sightings. Yeah, go on. I yeah. just caught the last part of the programme yeah. um, when oh. I switched the radio on. Where have um, you been, mate? Me and my wife, we was... We've been uh, on since six. Sorry? We, yeah, you should be. I accept that. We've been on since six. Yeah, Where have you been? Yeah, I've uh, been catching up with stuff I've recorded on the on the television. Oh, what, what were you watching? Um, Shipping Wars UK and the, the cricket. <laughs> what is <laughs> Shipping Wars UK? That sounds really good. Yeah, that's about lorries. It's, it's like a competition. Oh, I thought it'd be about boats. Yeah. All right, no, anyway, no, go on. No. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we was out with, um, with the dog. We take him up. Uh, Dancers in Lane, that's just off Tring Hill. We was driving yeah. by in the car, and uh, we looked. I looked across, and loping down the side of the hedge was this big, big cat. It was uh, a light cream, and I thought, well, that's a big cat. And it had a long tail, big, big paws. It looked like yeah. a young lioness. Oh, blimey. But you, you know when you, you see something and you can't believe your eyes? I, I just couldn't take my eyes off of it. I, and it just loping down the, the side of the hedge. Yeah. And it sort of disappeared into the hedge, and we keep going up there, but we've never seen it again. Oh, blimey. But what was funny about it, it seemed like it was being chased by a flock of pheasants. There was at least Sorry? ten pheasants sort of chasing it. And I just could not believe my eyes. I just could not believe it. You know, it's one of those things... There was this flock of pheasants behind it. This is the weirdest. Seemed like it, it was chasing. Pheasants chasing a lion? It, it looked, that's, look, that's what it looked like. They were herding it off. You're in Tring, right? Yeah, yeah we're it not mad be... in Tring. But... No, I know, but the Rothschilds were there and he used to keep all sorts, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. So it's did, not beyond yeah. the realms of possibility that one of them got loose. We got the deers and things like that, but I don't think he had lions and that. No, he used to ride know. zebras, though, didn't he? Despite he did, the weekend. Yeah. You can't ride a zebra. <laughs> no, he used to pull his carts. Ian, listen, fantastic. Big cats in beds, hearts and bucks. 08459 455 555. And when has swearing backfired? 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Great Missenden, Rignall Road has been partially blocked by an accident around Broomfield Hill. The car skidded on ice. In Milton Keynes, looking at the speed sensors, it's very busy on the A421 standing way around the roadworks at the Kingston Roundabout. There are queues from Junction 13 for Bedford on the M1. On the M1 northbound, there are queues building up between Junction 13 for Bedford uh, towards Junction 14 for Milton Keynes uh, as a result of those roadworks possibly around the Kingston Roundabout. Looking elsewhere at the motorways, the M40 and the M25 all moving fine. No problem showing up on on the speed sensors or the cameras and on the train departure boards there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The MP for Aylesbury says people in the town should be reassured by the report into Jimmy Savile's abuse of patients at Stoke Mandeville Hospital. David Liddington says it shows proper procedures are now in place. Ed Miliband is to give details of how he would cut university tuition fees to £6,000 a year and a mural supporting the armed forces on a council-owned fence in Stevenage may have to be removed. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool and Tottenham are both out of the Europa League, but Everton are through to the last 16. Liverpool lost on penalties in Turkey to Besiktas after losing 1-0 on the night. Spurs lost 2-0 in Italy to go out 3-1 to Fiorentina, but Everton beat Swiss side Young Boys 3-1 for a 7-2 aggregate win. Ahead of tomorrow's championship trip to Leeds, Watford have signed the former Juventus and Roma defender Marco Motta. The fullback has played once for the Italian national side. The Hornets played four centre-backs in defence in midweek. His assistant manager, Dean Austin. We achieved our objective the other night. Two objectives, really. One was to keep a clean sheet, the second one was to win the game. Will it be the same on Saturday? Who knows? We've been analysing Leeds and what they do. We'll see. But what's good from our point of view is that we've shown that we're flexible. In League One, MK Dons go to managerless Coventry with new loan signing from Chelsea. Lewis Baker set to feature ahead of the League Two game at home to Accrington. Luton manager John Still will have fresh talks with Mark Cullen today following a transfer bid. The leading scorer was dropped last weekend, so will he be involved tomorrow if he isn't sold? The short answer to that is I don't know. I, I didn't use him last Saturday because having spoken to him, you know, I didn't feel that Mark was... You know, he might say he was, but I, I didn't feel that he was. So that's why that decision was made. But we'll make a decision really on what we feel is the right thing to do. Also in League Two, Wickham hosts Stevenage with the Borough boss Graham Westley playing down excitement about teenager Ben Kennedy, who scored three times in the last two games. I'm bored with the whole idea that we keep talking about individuals. Stevenage Football Club is bigger than Graham Westley. It's bigger than Ronnie Henry. It's bigger than um, any of us. I'm sick to death with, of hearing the same names, you know, when they've played very small parts in the season so far. In cricket, South Africa have made 408 for five against the West Indies. That's the second highest World Cup total of all time. Captain A.B. de Villiers smashed a century off just 52 balls and finished 162 not out. And in rugby, ahead of Sunday's trip to Leeds, Bedford have re-signed scrum half Luke Baldwin on loan from Bristol. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. When have you ever flicked the V's, flipped the bird or sworn and it's backfired on you? Phil! Good morning. Good morning, Phil. What you got? 
Oh, right, so many years ago, back in my teenage years, when I was a bit of a rebel, I guess, I was cycling home from um, Stevens Town Centre, bought a brand new T-shirt, had on my handlebars, got around a bend, and I saw this old boy that no one really liked, so I took the finger at him and do. Just because you didn't like him? Oh, I don't know, he's a bit of an oddball. Anyway, got around the bend and then the wind gusted into the the bag on the handlebars. Went straight into the front wheel, locked up, flew over, headbutted the curb, shattered my jaw. And then the guy that I'd just sworn at picked me up and took me home. And then we stayed good mates until uh, until he passed away. What a beautiful story. I wasn't expecting it to go that way. I no. thought he was going to walk past and, and uh, laugh. Oh, he might have done, because I was unconscious, but then he did <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long so, I was out for. He so me up and you, took me home. Was it, when you got to know him, was he actually an oddball? I don't know. Well, yeah, he was a bit, bit weird. But he was the sort we all like. <laughs> <laughs> he always wore them trousers with, like, three quarter length, but then, like, his socks, like, pulled up to his knees sort of thingy, and he just... Walked around his nose in the air. Well, Phil, there you, what, what a delightful... I think you that send was... send that story to Disney. I think that was a delightful story. <laughs> Marlene's on the line. Morning, Marlene. Morning. How are you, Ian? I'm good, thank you, Marlene. I'm with the wonky eye. I'm not from Dunstable. I'm with the wonky eye. We uh, spoke a few days ago. Oh, you got, you got the wonky eyes. We thought it'd be more polite to say that you're from Dunstable. Yes. Fair enough. Wonky-eyed Marlene. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Dunstable Downs. Mm. I volunteer up there on a Sunday afternoon and it's lovely. Yeah. Um, the National Trust do a thing up there, 50, this isn't for you, this is for your boys. Yeah. 50 things to do before you're 11 and three quarters and they get oh. a little book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once a month, the Rangers take them out on the first Monday at two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and do one of the little things and they get their book signed and they get a little sticker in it and... As I say, it's oh. just lovely. It's lovely up there. And I, we have a lovely kite festival. That's not till July, but... Yeah. I don't know if I like kites. Yeah, it's brilliant up no, there. No, I don't know if I like kites. Why? Oh, they just really irritate me. They're brilliant. What are you talking no, about? No, they're not brilliant, mate. They're just bits of material that catch the wind. It takes I mean, some skill. <laughs> it doesn't take any... tugging, you give them a little bit more on that side, then you give them I don't them like standing there tugging away on a, on a hill. I just find it, it doesn't work for me. Ian, Marlene. Tell you something. Yes. The dads go up there to buy a kite for their little children, yeah. and guess what? The, the kids Who? don't get a look in. No. <laughs> it's just, it's such a faff. Here's the thing, right? I've bought many kites in my years. I've bought expensive kites, and I yeah. bought a cheap kite for three quid that was made out of plastic that had Thomas the Tank Engine on. Yeah. That was the only one I could get to fly. <laughs> it was, and they never put a good tail on. You always have to add your own. <laughs> Fly a kite. Yes, certainly when uh, it depends yeah. what you've eaten. Marlene, yes. are you a fan of the high five? Not particularly. I'm, I'm a bit old for that, I think. Do you know what the high five is? I do, yes. Okay. You, you put your hand up and slap the palm of the hand, don't you? I do, some people do it. If I do a high five with Kelly Betts, she does it really hard. <laughs> oh, dear. And it actually, yeah. <laughs> trying to tell you something. I think she might be, Marlene. Thank you very much indeed. What were you saying about me? I'm saying that you stink. You slap I That is a lie. Think you stink. You're and saying you know. that you slap really hard. You do high fives too hard. There's a technique that I have. You've God. always got to look at the elbow. What? 
Look at the elbow and Why? never miss a high five. The no, high but you five do it really will always be decent. You always, you, you know, you don't do it decent, mate. It's abuse. Well, Your high five is abuse. You're like you and um, I Christian have Grey. Underlying issues. You're like that bit when Christian Grey gets angry and says, "You're going to count with the count through these count with me." Six. Yeah. Um, you and I have underlying issues, so when I get I, to high five you, I really just. I imagine that the the force I feel in my hand when you high five me is what she felt on her bottom when she was counting to six on on number five. Mm. That that kind of pain. Yeah. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. One two three four five six seven eight. Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hudson Bank Incorporated. Uh, we've got any Texas, uh, we've got any Texas, Boyley? Yeah, let's have a look. Let's, let's have a little look at some of the Texas. Uh, some big cat sightings in that we've got. Turns out there are loads of big cats running loose, uh, stealing babies and eating men. Do you want to know what Matt and Stevenage reckons? Mm, yeah, go on. Good, because that's what I've got. My mum woke up to a snow leopard on her lawn and lots of police uh, in Old Wellin a few years ago. I thought you say on her lap. No, the cat had escaped from a conservation breeder. It was tranquilised and all ended well. Matt and Stevenage. Uh, the only thing that surprises me about the Big Panther story is that they didn't see Elvis riding it, says Phil in Baldock. Oh, come on, Phil, and please. And come on, guys. Guys? There's more chance of seeing Pink Panther. Those women sounded as mad as a box of frogs. No, mate, How I'm not even Paul? that. I'm not even that. Those women, they they say they saw what they saw. Although one of them is married to Pat and Houghton Regis. That would drive you loopy. Well, Pat's a good guy. I agree with a lot of what he has to say. Uh, are we talking to Justin later about high fives? We Is that, we, okay. No, we're going to talk to him about running for your life. Oh, we're going to run it for your life instead. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Okay, fine. Well, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about that. Let's get some of the Facebook comments. I'm ignoring um, that plum because he's being a plum. Is he still going? Oh, he's still going Gosh, on. She's very busy at work today. I know. I know. So I wish busy. I had a job like that. Uh, the, if you go to the Facebook page, you can see uh, the picture of the uh, the mural that's causing so much offence. Shiny says, shiny, that's a name. No harm in this whatsoever. The sentiment is beautiful. It's been done fairly tastefully and is in no way an eyesore. I live in a private area. If my neighbour did this, I wouldn't have an objection. Objection. Phil says, never mind the soldier wearing tights. It looks like he's about to wee on the cross. Digit says, I'm all for a bit of graffiti if it's done well, but this looks awful. Glenn's back. Quick go to him for you. Morning, Glenn! Morning, Ian, all right? Yeah, what you got for us, boss? Uh, you know when, when you're flashing the Vs at people? Yes. Well, I was down in Bristol and I was in the outside lane and this car would not move out of the way. Yep. So I, I went up the inside, flashed the Vs, some verbal, 
the guy picked up a police sign and told me to pull over. Did you get done? What did he say? I got fined. I got three points. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how childish this was. I, do you know what? I, I, I cut a car up once. I cut it up quite. I was driving like an idiot, right? And uh, then suddenly a light flashed, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and this guy, this guy, the copper got out and he pulled me over and he said, um, What do you think you're doing? And I said, I'm so sorry. I was driving like a complete twit. No excuse. I'm late for something. I'm sorry. You know, you did the full humble doff your cap. He went, You did drive like a twit. Don't do it again on your way. And that was enough to keep me driving sensibly for the next five or six minutes, Glenn. Uh, Thank you very much indeed. When has flicking the Vs, or as our Americans do, uh, flipped the bird, when has that uh, backfired and got you into trouble? 08459 455 555. The reason I was talking about high fives is this story in uh, um, in some of the papers. Killjoy Council ban on schools lollipop star. I mean, I'm kind of on the council's side in this. Grumpy council bosses have banned happy lollipop man Nkosana Medikane from high-fiving kids and dancing while he gets them across the road safely. Dancing? It's the same council which previously praised the 74-year-old for his cheery nature, which brightens up the days of children and passing motorists. Locals have now started a Facebook campaign. A Facebook campaign. And a petition calling on Killjoy bosses who insist Nukasana must remain static on duty. Um, the retired South African known affectionately as Smiley said, because no one can say his name, the council is stopping me from high-fiving kids while on duty. Thing is, he's not just high-fiving them, though, Catherine. He's high-fiving them, and then he's doing silly dances as well. He's, he's meant to be getting the kids across the road Listen, safely. The guy's an entertainer. You can't hold back. Do it, do it by the side of the road. If you want to high-five Distraction. kids... What? Distraction. I, I, can't look out who, I can't look at whose side you're on. When he's in the road, it's yep. his time, OK? So he's, no. not, he's not just got the children to uh, show off to, he's got the um, cars. That's the, what he's This doing. issue was raised by the kids. I can't give them any more high fives. They cannot take it, and I don't like to see them up. It's not up to the kids. They're kids. Kids don't know nothing. That's why they're going to school. Uh, West Dumbartonshire Council was unrepentant. It said patrollers are instructed when crossing children over a road to remain static, with one hand on their stick, the lollipop stick, I'm guessing, and the other hand stretched outwards. This ensures they can be seen and provides a barrier between school pupils and the traffic. I didn't know the lollipop men were supposed to take a hit. Human shields. Flipping heck. Kiri's on the line. Morning, Kiri. Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm angry. I think this uh, lollipop man is correct to have been told off for high-fiving and dancing. (laughs) He shouldn't be allowed to do it. Uh, I like all lollipop people. They're nice. All of them? Most of them. Thank you. Got you down um, with one question. I can get you down. Anyway, go on, Kerry. What have you got for us? <laughs> um, my mum told me when she took her dry on the day she took her driving test. Yeah. Um, the um, she had like an hour before they. You, so, hello. Listen. So you had oh. what? You fell into a sock. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> she had an hour before had, her lesson. She had an hour before her lesson. She had um, uh, she had a lesson an hour before her test. Yeah. And um, she. 
um, she was driving around and she didn't like something that a car did. You know, so she opened down her window and she's always been quite aggressive driving. She told this other car what she thought of them. Yes. Anyway, shut the window and the instructor, oh, I don't think you should have done that. Oh, no. Then, then got to the test. No. Her name was called. It was the man who was doing her test. Oh, that, that she'd sworn at. And obviously he failed her on something very stupid, but he did fail her. Well, that is... <laughs> they, Brilliant. <laughs> they never said a word to each other. He never said anything like, I know who you are. My mum didn't say, obviously, I'm sorry or anything. And then he just failed her. Oh, Kiri, that is brilliant. Ow. When has swearing backfired on you? 08459455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's been an accident involving three lorries between Junction 13 for Bedford and 14 for Milton Keynes. There's a lane closed because of that, and that's beginning to cause queues. In Great Missenden on Rignall Road, that's been partially blocked by an accident at Broomfield Hill. And in High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, looking at the speed sensors, it's very slow in both directions into High Wycombe. In Hemel Hempstead on the A41 southbound, there are queues building up between Two Waters Road and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And in Chesant on the A10 southbound, that's very heavy around the New River Trading Estate towards the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Right, it's 8.46, it's Friday the 27th of February. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The MP for Aylesbury says people in the town should be reassured into the report, uh, by the report into Jimmy Savile's abuse of patients at Stoke Mandeville Hospital. David Liddington says it shows proper procedures are now in place. Ed Miliband is to give details of how he would cut university tuition fees to £6,000 a year and a mural supporting the armed forces on a council-owned fence in Stevenage may have to be removed. Let's get the weather, here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's a fine start to the day, Ian. Blue skies and plenty of sunshine, but still on the chilly side. Temperatures at the moment are hovering around 1 Celsius, but they will climb 7 or 8 Celsius the high this afternoon. Uh, and uh, after that cold and frosty start, it should feel quite pleasant in the afternoon sunshine, even though it is a fresher feel. Clear skies at first tonight, so temperatures initially dropping down to around 3 or 4 Celsius. Then they'll level off as cloud builds from the west. A bit of light rain and drizzle by dawn, so it's a damp start to the weekend. Further light rain through the morning, but it will become drier with time and the afternoon should yield a few bright or sunny spells. Milder tomorrow, a high of 10 or 11 Celsius, but heavy rain expected overnight on Saturday, a strengthening westerly wind likely to touch gale force through the early hours of Sunday. The rain will have cleared by Sunday morning, but it does stay very windy, and although a lot of dry weather around on Sunday, there is the chance of a few blustery showers, and it will feel quite cold in the wind. It stays cold on Monday and Tuesday. There'll be some spells of sunshine on both days, but always the chance of catching a few showers. It looks like from Wednesday onwards, things should start to settle down and and Ian, that's your forecast. The voice. He just got serious. Let the battles commence. I honestly don't know what's going to happen. Neither one of them should go home. You crumbled. Oh, sorry, Dealey. I, I pressed. I saw your name come up on the screen, and I pressed the stop button by mistake. Dealey. Oh, you're there. I'm here. Uh, yeah, I, I meant to listen to that whole trail for the voice, and I, I pressed the I pressed the stop button. But I could play it again, or it's up to you. It's your program. You, your name's above I the tell door. You probably the edited version. Yeah, go on. They've cho- they've chosen their teams. Yeah. Now it's on. Okay. I mean, do, do, do I have to play it? Saturday have to... night. Uh, we'll, one. We'll Prime leave. time. We'll leave it then. 
Oh, <laughs> Rebel. Unless, unless, I mean, I don't know. Are I they playing a trail for my show after The uh, the Voice? Is that happening? What no. time is it on on Saturday? I don't know. You can Sky Plus it. Yeah. Be, 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 surely you'll be listening to Introducing, right? Yeah. yeah. Baby! Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about it, Kelly Betts, while you, Saturday, you suck on a tangerine. This Saturday we're dissecting James Bay's album with James Bay, track by track. Wowzers. Ooh. You couldn't get anybody else to come in. <laughs> so you had to do one a whole album. No, we've got. Like, we're actually live from the Hertfordshire Forum. Hey, brap, brap. Franklin, a headlining. Brap. Declan McKenna's there. Brap. Awesome. Okay. And Rash LA. Hey, and uh, if you want to listen to good music, Justin, you're doing it. I'm joking, Kelly. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Put that. Put that look away. Yeah. Put the look away. It's a joke, mate. James Dance. James Bay is my favourite. So hard. James Bay is my favourite of all the pop singers and all of the unsigned artists, and I love his album. I cannot mm. stop spinning it at home. It's not out yet, mate. Exactly. I got a, a preview advance copy, mate. Yes, I have, mate. Nope. I downloaded it illegally from Pirate Bay. No, you didn't. Exactly. Not I've true. got a white label of it. I've got a white label. Brrrap. I'm going to give it to a damn skeeter. Brrrap it up. <laughs> Deals, what's happening on your show? Playing uh, some records from the olden days, yeah? Yes, uh, stuff. yes. Oh, OK. Thanks for calling. Um... Uh, right, what have you got for us? Well, you sent me out on high fives, yep. and I'm, I'm refusing to play the audio. Because a lot of people are with you saying it should be banned and yeah, they hate it's it. It's disgusting. It's just a negative start to the weekend. Well, why do you want to hear that? S- sorry? You question my authority? Well, no, not, I'm not questioning your authority. Well, I'm questioning the, the streets. The high five is awful. It's spre- Hey, listen, if the high five had been around in the 17th century, that would have spread the plague, not guinea pigs. Mm. Well, I seem to remember us high-fiving backstage when you won the breakfast show of the year. I was Do trying- you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, I, was oh, to, I was trying to speak your yeah. filthy common mm. language. You liked it then. No, I didn't like it, mate. I was doing it because you were a mate and I thought I'd give you yeah. a, a little bit of physical contact. You were smiling, you were smiling, you were enjoying yourself, doing the high five. Listen, just be yourself, open up. I'll op- Okay, right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad I stopped that So sentence. what did you do, Justin? Yeah. Uh, well, you've been asking this morning, have you ever had to run for your life? Yes. Uh, this is inspired by the two sisters from Houghton Regis who saw a black panther in Stretley in Bedfordshire. Uh, I was there with them yesterday looking for the black panther. Sadly, we did not see the beast. Uh, so I've been on the streets this morning asking, have you ever had to run for your life? Uh, we start off quite light-hearted, but towards the end, oh. it does get very serious. Oh. Take a listen. Paul, you've been chased by cows. I've heard similar stories in the past. How many cows were chasing you? Whatever the farmers heard, I suppose 20. 20 cows were chasing you. This actually happened for real? Yeah, yeah. So you found the nearest tree (laughs) and you got up the tree. I I grew up in the country, so, I mean, that sort of thing happened. You know, you you go exploring, you go bird nesting, you know. And explain the adrenaline. When you're running from 20 cows, you're running for your life. As a kid, you don't realise it. It's only as an adult that sort of thing um, really sort of hits you. Abs, welcome to our club, the Run For Your Life Club. What happened to you? Got chased by a plate with a bottle. When I was a student, so I had to run, run for my life, basically. What had you done wrong? Ball. Nothing. It was just uh, uh, about 10, 11 o'clock at night, and uh, there's a group of them, uh, one with the bottle, so I just had to run for safety, really. Broken bottle? Yep. Wow. And explain the adrenaline. In that situation, you've done nothing wrong, but you are quite literally running for your life. Uh, there is somebody with a broken bottle, terrifying. You've got to get away quick. What was the adrenaline like? Incredible. Just to save one's life, really. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. Bye-bye. After the war, 
I, I come from a small village and uh, there were prisoners of war from Russia, from the east, and they were running after us. I don't know what they wanted or outside in the woods. So you were just running for your life? Running for our life, yeah. Oh there my. you go. Wow. You said to me, this it, was mate. a niche market. Yeah. Three stories there for you, boss. You did Enjoy. It, Brilliant. What year have you got on on your show tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow is uh, the UK and American charts from this weekend in 1965. And I think you'll like this one. Yeah. I'll vote tomorrow. Two for the price of one. Who would you like to hear two songs oh, in yeah. a row from? T-Rex oh, yeah. going head to head with the monkeys. It's the anniversary of Davy's death tomorrow. Is it? Oh, yep. Three years since we lost Davy Jones. Mm. Um, the monkeys are better win, mate. Well, I think... Uh, we, they... We're the BBC. We can fix that, can't we? <laughs> no, we can't. But now you just said that, I kind of feel guilty if T-Rex win. Yeah, well, you, you better make sure they don't, mate. <laughs> Speak to you later. Take care, boss. Have a good one. Cheers, cheers Justin. Thank you very much indeed. Justin Dealey on tomorrow at 12. Always a good listen. BBC introducing tomorrow at 8. Always a good listen as well. 08459 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Um, we can have a quick look at some of the Facebook comments that, that we've put... To... By the way, there's a cracking video that Justin has done uh, of uh, him uh, it, trying to find the uh, panther. It's uh, it's very entertaining. Um, we've posted pictures of the um, mural that has caused so much controversy. Um, it's a remembrance mu uh, mural, and it's got pictures of poppies and a soldier and a lady holding a poppy. Uh, and the councillor said, well, yeah, you didn't apply for planning permission, you may have to get rid of it. Partly because it's a council property, and if you've ever lived in a council property, you can't do nothing without getting um, uh, their say-so. Um, but a few people. Elaine says, I, I think it's great. Robert says, the sentiment is fantastic, but it's not her fence. Next time, paint something that actually belongs to you, perhaps your car. Um, let me just pick a few more of these at random. Why is that one hidden? Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, blimey, Gemma. The only reason there would be complaints is religious reasons and not being funny. Be more people that come into this country have to understand why they've come here. For a better life, damn right. And why is it our country is the way it is because of the sacrifice our men made for us, this country, and the people that wish to be a part of it? Well, Gemma, we... we OK, I, I, can't, I can't be bothered. Um, and June says, irrespective of who owns it, I think it looks nice and should stay. There we are. We got, we got any texts, Catherine, that we can... Uh, we got any texts that we Liz. can... Oh, Liz. Morning, Liz. Hello there. Hello there, Hello, Ian. Liz. What have you got for us? Um, it's your grandma, Ian. Huh? Your grandma. She's dead, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, is she? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right. Um, don't know nothing. Can't but... do nothing. If you don't know nothing, you must know something. I don't know nothing. If you can't do nothing, you must be able to do something. I can do things. You can do nothing. I can do. Can I can. Nothing. I can do things. I just don't know nothing. Well, you do know something then. No, I don't know nothing. Yes, you do. No, I don't. You know something. I don't if you know. Don't, it's a double negative. No, no. A double negative makes a positive. I don't know nothing. You do know. You do do. No, you the, do. I, I, I do do. Yes, you do do. You're do, a do-do. Do, do, you're a do-do. Do-do. Uh, Liz, I think you're, um, uh, um, uh, uh, right. <laughs> and I humbly apologise. Oh, thank you, Ian. But I don't know nothing. <laughs> Ta-ta. <laughs> Terrible influence on the kids, I know. Awful. Awful. Ah, that ain't my problem. What, have we got any texts? Uh, yeah. 
Just have some taxis as well, the show kind of slowly winds down to a grinding halt. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Do you, OK. Well, Endurance uh, books. We were talking earlier about Dan Davis's book about Jimmy Savile. Oh, Those books that you yeah, read and you, you're yeah, yeah. questioning uh, why you're doing it at the time, but it's just, you yep. feel like you have to. Yep. Tony says, feels the, feels the same about a Fred and Rosemary West book, and I know exactly which oh, one. Oh, I, I read, read that book. And I, do you know what? I wish I'd never... Re- I actually wish... This is Monday show. Things you wish you'd never done. I wish I'd never read that book. Happy Like Murderers. Oh, it was flipping horrible, man. I don't know what I was thinking. You said that was a hard read. It turned my stomach, made me angry and shed a tear. I found it hard to put the book down and even harder to oh. pick up. I know exactly what you mean. I'm glad I read the Jimmy Savile book. I am not glad I read the Fred and Rose West book. It was horrible. It really was just... Oh, dear. And I read one about the Moors murders as well, and that was awful. That yeah, was awful. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, but, yeah. you know, I think it's curiosity as to what makes a human being who starts oh, out the same have, as everyone else... I shouldn't have read that book. ...end up doing something so wicked. Um, and this is Honestly, anonymous. I mean, I, cause I, I, I didn't... Turns out I didn't even know half of the Fred and no, Rose West story. I mean, they were spectacularly... Oh, I wish I hadn't read that book. I've 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 learned that I've learned things that people can get up to that I I I really um oh, I didn't well, I didn't need to know about that. Oh it was horrible. Monday show. Wish I hadn't read it. Wish I hadn't read it, yeah. Here's an anonymous text. Oh. I got a story about flicking someone and running for my life, so it's a double okay. double bubble, that's why I'm allowing it. Yeah. I was walking around London one morning on my way to work and a van was driving over the pavement to avoid traffic. Pedestrians were terrible, annoying with this. Oh, they were annoyed with this. Yeah. So I chased the van to knock on the window and swear at the driver, obviously thinking I could get away with it. The driver got out of the van and started chasing me down the road looking for a fight. I had to run for my life. Uh, and uh, final uh, story is in The Sun, page seven. Heather Young, 34, was nicked for drink driving with her son in the car as she drove to an orgy. That is... uh, (laughs) I know Jonathan would like that, look. I knew he'd like that. That is kind the of... The process behind that is an interesting one, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I want to know more. That's all it says. I want to know how old was the kid? What, was she, was she going to leave the kid in the car when she went in? What was what was going through her mind? We, we may never know. That's it. That's your lot. Let's get some of this, shall we? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's been an accident between Junction 13 for the A4, A421 and between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. It's involving three lorries and there's a lane closed. It's causing four-mile queues on the approach. In Aylesbury on the A418 Oxford Road, that's very slow between Cold Harbour Way and the A41 Gatehouse Road. And in Great Missenden on Rignall Road, that's been partially blocked by an accident around Broomfield Hill. In High Wycombe on the A40, that's very slow in both directions into High Wycombe on London Road. And in Enfield on the A10, southbound. It's very slow from Bosmore Lane towards Carter Hatch Lane. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Have a nice weekend. Hey, it looks like we made it once again. Thank you to uh, Justin, Catherine and Kelly. Excellent work this week. Don't forget there's a new video of Justin on the Facebook page. He looks like a right nana in it, if I'm honest. New podcast will be up in a few hours. We'll be back on Monday at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. We've made it. It's Friday, everyone. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in. Why do you think some young Muslims don't seem to like life in Britain? He was known as Jihadi Jones.